Hey, oh, bad boys. Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. On today's episode, we're coming to you live from the Bat Cave as we're firing up the Bat Signal and talking all about the Caped Crusader, the Masked Manhunter, the world's greatest detective, Gotham's greatest defender, the one and only, the goddamn Batman. I'm Batman. Why so serious? You're dancing the devil with Pelman Money. Welcome back, Normies. I'm Joe. Hey, it's Colin. This is Mike. And it's Jacob. That's right. We're joined by special guest Jacob once again. Back How you doing? It again. What up, Jacob? Happy to have you back. Thanks for having me. And today's special episode, we'll be talking all about one of my favorite heroes, the Batman. Yeah, you're wearing the shirt right now, Joe. Yeah, this one actually is uh, from the animated series. I've had it since I was 15 years old oh, and wow. still wearing Same it. Same shirt, nice. It's kind of the skinny Batman, not necessarily the fat bat that you see Ben Affleck rocking now, if we'll ever see him in it again. He's got a thick neck. Bat. <laughs> yeah, no, this is Bruce Tim back <laughs> in the day. Yeah. I like it. Very cool. Yep. Hey, real quickly, I want to ask you guys what you've been watching, what you've been reading, and uh, what you've been playing. Anything uh, that you've checked out, movies, games, comics, what's going on? A little check-in post-Comic-Con here. I like that. Jacob, you're our guest here. What you've been watching, what you've been reading, Um, what you've been... Playing. I did not prepare for this. Uh, Well, if you watched anything, you prepared. (laughs) It's just a question, man. Any trailers you like coming out of Comic-Con? It's not a test. Oh, uh, yeah. um, Out of Comic-Con specifically... um, I'm trying to think now. What, what do you, we had Aquaman. We oh, had you know yeah, Shazam. Aquaman looks okay. Shazam looks pretty good. Glass looks good. Um, yeah. I saw this other trailer for this. Like this is more like an Oscar type trailer, but it's about um, Oscar Isaac is like hunting oh, the for Nazi Adolf hunter. Eichmann. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, the, and Ben Kingsley's in it. Um, that looked pretty good. Um, been playing anything? Any games? Oh, yeah. Well, I've been playing a little bit of The Witcher 3. Um, Ooh, still on that on Witcher that kick. Yeah. 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 Bethesda Bethesda Check it out, folks. Listen to Bethesda episode. Yeah, I haven't played it much recently because I've just been busy, but it's very fun. Um, I'm about, How's your Gwent hand? Oh, Gwent? I'm great at Gwent. I could probably... Merc probably some noobs. It's <laughs> Medusky. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I saw. Oh, I saw Justice League for the first time and Wonder go. Woman for the first. That's time. That's right. You did a, a bit of a DCEU watch through. They're all on yeah. HBO now. They're on HBO. Um, I thought Wonder Woman was pretty great, and I thought Justice League was pretty exactly shit. the same. Also <laughs> Justice great. League is pretty great. Justice yeah. great. Yeah. Well, Justice. No, you great. said shit. Yeah, it was pretty shitty, but I mean, it wasn't as bad as Batman versus Superman or uh, Suicide Squad. Or Man of Steel, really. Um, so it was the second best movie in the DC cinematic universe so far, which is Boy, a low a bar. Thousand, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, tease it for a little bit later. But how did you think they portrayed Batman in that film? In Justice League, yeah, uh, I liked him. Yeah, I think uh, I liked it better than like I liked it better than how they portrayed him in Batman vs Superman. I felt he felt a little more human to me whereas Ooh, in there you go Batman do you believe Superman, he was just a psycho Dude. yeah he's a little more lived in now yeah. we're getting yeah. back to what i'd hope we'd see more of in the future but we'll talk about that yeah. when we yeah. get to the movie section well can i say what i'm watching yeah. guys something i've probably watched about 50 times here now it's the new godzilla king of monsters oh hell yeah oh, hey. i am obsessed with this i'm thing. on board 
Claire de Lune, I love that song. It's beautiful. It's elegant. It's set to monsters shooting colors in the sky, baby. And it's never looked fucking better. And I am fucking stoked for that film. I'm with you there. I'm a big Godzilla fan. I had the original Rodan VHS Ooh, tape. His standalone a film. fan. Exactly. I love that, sir. Love it. And this looks like it's going to be a real return to form for monster movies. I mean, it's not the first one where you just get Godzilla at the end. This is going to be a big old fight featuring them all. Oh, yeah, dude. And you know what I was thinking about the other day? I would love to invent a genre of film. Like, monsters battling cities was just something a guy created the kaiju, one day. Right. Exactly. The kaiju-type film, Toho Productions, just came up with one day, and they still make those types of movies. Making a zombie film, something like that. What do you do? What's the new thing? Yeah, new genres. That's crazy. I'm very excited, though, for the original King of Monsters was King Ghidorah, and then Mothra, Rodan, and Godzilla have to stop him, and it looks like we're going down right. that road stoked. Got all yeah, I wondered. I wanted to add that everyone was talking about all the monsters in the trailer, uh, which I liked, but I also thought that the human cast looked really good, and oh they cast a lot God, of. Yes. It's like they added every all of my favorite TV actors from different TV are shows are finally making it into a big now movie they're all here. In a big movie, and they even had uh, Tywin Lannister at the end saying, uh, "You know, long live the king." Which Charles Dance. I think yeah. Maybe they long just hired him just king. to say that line. <laughs> a little bit of a rumor going on right now that he might be Tom Hiddleston's character from Kong Skull Island. Oh, Maybe interesting. I could see that. Time. Yeah, that'd I be good. I really like that. Makes sense. I liked, uh, I, I caught that recently on HBO as well for the first time, the Kong Skull Island. And, you know, I'll tell you, under a certain lens, I think it's a lot of fun. Oh, John, C. Uh, John C. Riley's great in it. Yeah, it's yeah, such a weird, a, weird movie. I thought it was pretty good. Dude. I like yeah. the Peter Jackson. I know I'm, most people aren't huge I love fans that one. of Peter Jackson. I, I, I do like it's that bloated, movie. It's bloated, though. It's bloated. It needs to be it's, trimmed. It is bloated. Bloated, but it's a real love letter to the yeah. genre. Well, really and is. you have said, Jacob, that on your tombstone you want, it was beauty that killed the beast. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And yeah. Quoted... Jack Black. <laughs> just Jack Black. Hell yeah, yep, Jack just Black. Just Jack Black. Anything else, Colin, you've seen that's interesting? No, not too much. How about you guys? What you watching? What you playing? What you reading? Uh, I am on a huge Star Trek kick right oh, now. Oh, I love it. Um, I like hearing that, Joe. Yeah, I'm watching, I'm watching uh, Deep Space Nine. Um, I'll tell you, like, I was a huge fan of The Next Generation. Deep Space Nine took three or four seasons to really get into. Now I can't turn it off. I mean, I'm tearing through seasons in two days. Let me ask you this. For modern people watching, are you done with Discovery? Have you watched that? Are you waiting to watch it till you finish up? Discovery's on break right now. Uh, okay. Season two comes back probably in a couple months. Yeah. We should do a Star Trek episode around that time. That's true. Um, but Deep Space Nine has been great, and I've been supplementing that with the first season of The Orville, which is the Orville. so fun. That's I mean, I it is, uh, show, yeah. which is on Hulu. I wish I could have watched it live. Um, we have two episodes left in season one. It'll be coming back in the fall as well. Mm-hmm. But it's great. I mean, it's so much like TNG. Oh, yeah, it's a love letter to TNG, really. Yeah, and yeah. it's been it's been a lot of fun. And then I just downloaded and started uh, building out characters in Star Trek Online. Oh, so, so I you am, really are getting the full experience. Yeah, the, the whole way through. Uh, and then comics, you know, I'm reading the, the current Batman run, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. And uh, Dan Slott's back on Spider-Man. There's the Ooh, brand new cool. Tessie No Coates, uh, Captain America, which I'm loving. Um, that's about it. In terms of Comic-Con, super excited for Godzilla. I thought Shazam looked incredible. Yeah. Um, I liked really Wonder Woman. You. But, like, Shazam, I think, is going to be their first movie. I mean, that's a slam dunk. It is Superman it meets like Big. It's their Ant-Man to me, where it's, it's kind of more... It's comedy. It's an action comedy, you know. Yeah. And it looks a little... The little budget's a little friendly. lower, too. So It is. It, it looks a little up, more natural. They can oh, recoup a lot a of money. Yeah. Cleanser, though. 
I think it's a real palate cleanser, Colin, and a real like return to form for what they're looking for. It's going to be, it's, you know, it's going to make comic movies fun again for DC. Aquaman feels like we were already working on this. We just have to commit. Yeah. You can't go back. Like now we're going to do different taste. Aquaman's a a shit for me, not a hit. Yeah. I'll probably roll with that, but I'll watch it, but it looks, Hey, they got sharks with lasers on them. (laughs) And uh, black Manta looked really, I thought black Manta looked really cool. Yeah. And I never cared about him. He looks a lot. Yeah, But everybody keeps saying that. And I totally agree with you guys, but what is it? It's just a guy wearing hockey pads and a goofy helmet. You know, it's so accurate. Sure, that's an easy look to pull off in my mind, but you know, I'm glad that they're doing it right. It's easy, but it would have been easy to change it up and make it something, you know, different and more modern. I'm glad they're keeping that classic comic look. And like Shazam's costume looks incredibly uh, classic. Very, very cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I can go real quick, I've been um, still playing the Dark Souls remaster. Same old thing, you know. Mike, just... did we talk about last time? What platform are you playing that on? I'm playing it on PS4 because um, okay. my cousins play on console too, so we'll like you know team up and you stuff. You can hook up a bit on that. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Just smashing bosses with a big stick. Nothing new there. <laughs> um, and then I watched The Incredibles two recently, and I thought it was very, very fun. Uh, to, t- to stay on today's superhero theme, uh, they don't wear capes, though, because their costume designer is no very capes. anti-no capes. Uh. But uh, that's it. That's what I've seen recently. Uh, when was the last Incredibles time you watched 2? the first one? I mean, it's 14 years, years ago. 14 years apart. I know, watched exactly. the first one uh, over in my mind. Uh, 4th of July weekend. I watched oh, the first wow. one again. Yeah. It, this feels like a, a proper evolution. It, it's different enough. Um, it's a worthy successor. It's not a retread of the first movie like a lot of sequels are. I recommend... Um, Incredibles 2, and that, that's it. I, I liked it above Jurassic World and um, Ant-Man 2, which I saw recently oh, as well. Yeah, it's I my favorite of the so. three. So I haven't seen any of those yeah. yet. Well, yeah, recommend... I'm really far behind in terms of movies. I've got to get on it. Catch Jurassic World on TV just for out. fun. <laughs> Not yeah. missing out, but still, you know, there's stuff I want to catch up on. The last yeah. movie I saw in theaters was Infinity War. So. Ooh, wow. Wow. It's Not been a to minute, bring up yeah. a different franchise, but comes to Blu-ray today. Oh, Weird. is that coming in, uh, in HBO or Netflix or something, too? No, It'll no, end up I, on Netflix eventually, on eventually Netflix, yeah, because of that Disney deal. We still don't have Black Panther yet. That's the next True. slated up in the middle of August. All right, Which well, is, you know, that's still pretty good. I mean, in terms of getting there. That movie came out in February. By August, you can watch it online. That's that's fair to me. Yeah, I like it. I guess so. Well, that's what we've been watching, what we've been playing, what we've been reading. Let's get back to the Cape Crusader, though. This is what we're here for, right? Batman. That's right. And specifically, we're going to start <laughs> off talking comics. Batman. Comics. <laughs> yes. No, that's we're gonna do that for every single one of these, Jacob. You just committed do to that Christian voice. Bale. Yeah, do the yeah. Christian Bale voice. So Batman is obviously one of the biggest superheroes of all time. He got his start in the comic books in 1939. Wow. Wow. With his first appearance in Detective Comics number 27. Have you guys ever read that first issue? I have never read that first issue. What's it like? Colin, you read it? Oh, I have. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's Uh, much different. Yeah. Everything you think of Batman is not in that book. 
Really? Not the ultimate detec- detective stuff? None of the gadgets? or Well, it is called Detective Comics. Oh, yeah. for, for those Some who of don't the know, elements, that's what sure. DC stands yeah, for. Yeah, and I've always found that funny because, and I'll argue it later, do you guys think we've ever gotten a film that really explores what a great detective he well, is? Well, the Christopher no. Nolan The Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, sure, but again, Maybe we're diving into the, the movies here. The Christian Bale films, I would say, and we'll talk about it in a minute, get too much towards like, ah, this is what was going on. It's all right. a terrorist plot. You know, that's not so much like a small scale. I'm trying to solve this murder. Yeah. I'm trying to they don't really play up like the Sherlock Holmes. It's corporate espionage. He's also very exactly. intelligent on top of his gadgets. Yeah. and. Things. Oh, sure. So we get the classic first look, of course. Guys, the bat breaks through the window. I would love to fucking see that in a movie. We have not seen it yet. We see, oh my God, it's a creature. It inspires fear. I'll use that to inspire fear in the heart of Miami's. We get the montage of him lifting up old-timey barbells, mixing chemicals. That's how we know he is strong. He is smart. Flipping people in a karate outfit. Batman is the man who can do anything. Yeah, and that's all stuff that came from Frank Miller's Batman Year One, which was just a retelling of his first year out there. I think as a character, Batman is probably one of the most iconic uh, out there. I mean, I, everyone from ages three and up know who Batman is and what he's all about. Yeah, that's why you can get like Bat Dad, because the kids know who Batman is, even at a young age. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so let me hit you guys with this question first. What's your experience? What's your background with Batman? And of course, my overall question, how many years in a row did you go as him for Halloween? Jacob, we'll throw it to you as the guest first. Um, well, first of all, I actually have a picture of this, but... Um, Basically, my older brother was Batman, and he wouldn't let me be Batman, so oh, I had to be no. Superman. Oh, cool. So, no, it's not cool, because Superman sucks, and yeah, Batman that's right. is cool. That's um, true. I'm surprised you weren't made to be the Robin. That no, be... I guess, I don't know, maybe we didn't have a Robin costume, but... Uh... I like Robin. That's one thing we'll we'll get into here in a bit. Robin is a great character. It's not a punishment. I like, uh, yeah, I like Robin. I mean, it's, well, we'll get into it um, later. Uh, I love Batman, though. He's one of my favorite if not my favorite superhero. Wow. Um, I'm not a big comics guy. I don't read comics normally, but uh, I like his other media appearances, such as movies and television shows. So So you've been a fan since you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. I grew up uh, watching, you know, Batman animated series. um, And then after that, it was like Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, like all that stuff. So Batman Beyond. Yeah, he was an incredible presence when we were younger. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How about you, Mike? History um, background growing up? Yeah, I, I first remember being exposed to the animated series. Um, and I do remember for some reason my dad had some recorded episodes of the, the Adam West version. The 66. Yeah, so Another I remember great seeing show. old 60 with the POW overlays and everything. I remember seeing those things. They were very strange, but I was a kid, so it was fun. And um, yeah, other than that, I watched Batman Beyond, the animated series, obviously, like I just said. Um, didn't read the comics too much, but Batman was around. I remember my dad recorded most movies off the movie channel but he actually owned the vhs of 89 batman and i remember watching that as well he at least had that owned tape um so i remember just that classic cover all black with the batman logo gold outline that's the vhs case oh Oh, it's great so that's pretty much my introduction to batman then i've seen the christopher nolan movies and played some of the games and injustice the uh, fighting game things like that so that's my batman lead up how about colin Oh, I'll tell you guys right now, uh, and this will blow your mind. I was born in 1989. That is the year of the release of the first Tim Burton film. The first film I ever saw in theaters, 1991, Batman Returns. Oh, really? My father took us to a matinee. I mean, that film, 
is it PG thirteen? Joe, is it I have R? To say, that uh, movie gave me it is PG nightmares when I was a kid. Uh, it is PG. It is, it is PG. Yeah, dark. we'll talk about it a bit in the movies section when we get there. But Tim Burton actually uh, wasn't allowed to make movie. the third movie because Warner Brothers just thought <laughs> Batman Returns was too dark. Oh, it's some nightmare. We have to move away like from it's that. Nightmare oh my god! Yeah. So it takes me to a matinee. Me and my brother, obviously too young to enjoy that film. He thinks we'll just go when nobody else is seeing it. I remember. Guys, I remember seeing this film at two years old, running around in the front row. The only thing distinctly I recall is that opening where uh, <laughs> where uh, Cobblepot Penguin is ditched in a cradle, like oh, just yeah. thrown into By a Pee-wee river. By Pee Wee Herman. And I, of course, did not find out till much later that it was Paul Rubens, Pee Wee <laughs> Herman playing the father. I mean, it is such a mind fuck. And from then, I've I've loved Batman a lot. Um, I'll say this flat out now. You guys all said fuck Superman. The stance I want to bring to this podcast is I think young people like Batman because he represents everything you could be, everything you aren't. Uh, I think older people like Superman, and I think I've grown into liking Superman more than Batman because he kind of represents everything you want to be much more now as an adult. You know, a stable man with a family. When you're younger, the loner, vigilante, billionaire playboy, yeah, that makes sense to you. But a stable Uh, job farmer who's got the powers of a god... That makes I, sense to me. With a I lot of downtime, I still no? have to go for the first one over really? being a stable farmer. Or well, and we'll talk. <laughs> All right, we'll talk more as we get into it about how the character has evolved over the years from kind of the vigilante loner into the bat family. Yeah, and being an outcast and having people he surrounds himself with yeah. in a much different way than Superman or I guess I would say any other comic book character does surround themselves with. One of my Who takes in more orphans than Batman. One of my favorite lines in all of Batman comics comes from the hush run and it's Catwoman talking to Batman and she says you know for a learn you know for a loner you sure have a lot of friends which is yeah the most true thing right. about Batman he's got a whole bat family yeah, uh, he's yeah, a loner I mean, but he's got more sidekicks and allies Superman's than anyone best friend that's pretty impressive well, then let's lead it up to uh, the best for last. I mean you're the huge Batman fan here Joe let's break me down man what do you got oh from I, I, I don't remember not being a Batman fan. <laughs> you know, I mean, the first thing I saw was probably Batman 89. Um, every iteration since then and before then I have seen. I have seen the the serials from the 40s, the Adam West version. I would rent every weekend. I would go to Blockbuster and rent Batman 1966. Batman the movie. Yeah, Batman the movie 66. Such a wow. good version of the character. Um yeah, I even love Batman and Robin, the movie. <laughs> every single one of them to me Stone, is yeah. something. Um, yeah, I think every appearance of the character from yeah, toys to movies to comics uh, to video games, I, I have had uh, an interest in ever since I was a kid. And I'm still reading the comics today, and I think we're kind of in a golden age of Batman comics right now. Oh, I know um, you love Scott Snyder, the man who totally reinvented him in the new 52, introduced yeah. him in the Court of Owls run. We, I think there was a time, well, let's let's talk a little bit about the history of Batman in the comics, and then we'll get there. So Before we get that, just to wrap up with your own personal opinion, just hit us, Joe, right now. Why is he your favorite? Why is Batman the best superhero on the planet? Because Batman, well... I don't know if he's the best on the planet. Batman and Spider-Man are my yin and my yang, right? Okay. Right, So right. you have okay. your, your light-hearted, fun adventurer 
and you have your your dark brooding you know anti-hero would you say your dark character yeah exactly i would say my dark wow, there you go. Uh, who still operates under a code of ethics but the reason i think he's the best and the reason i think kids gravitate towards him and and he's uh relatable is that batman has no superpowers in a world where you know you can fly and be bulletproof and have x-ray vision and freeze breath and laser eyes like what's your challenge you know but if you're just a man who has trained your body and your mind to the ultimate pinnacle of perfection and and just uses your wit and your physical abilities to get through any situation on the line in my opinion you're way more interesting and you know both of those characters batman and spider-man are plagued by tragedy right they they either let that tragedy define them or they let that tragedy uh, let them grow. And I think it's interesting that Batman is essentially, like, you know, mentally stunted from the age of, like, nine when he saw his parents murdered in a gutter. Right. I cannot get over it. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that we have a character that people relate to so much that has let a tragedy define their lives. Uh, you know, I think his rogues gallery is incredible. The Bat Family are some of my favorite characters in comics. I think he's just expanded so much more to the comic book readers than, you know, I'm the good guy and I fight the bad guy, which is kind of how I view Superman or any other character like that. Batman, to me, is about so much more. It's not so binary with Batman. No, No, it's it's a psychological element. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you can't even really say that Batman is always the good guy, you know? No, yeah. there are tons of really but great he's stories. he's never the Punisher, you know? He never no, pushes well, the line he always that has far. The, well, usually he has a rule that he doesn't kill people. Right? Yeah. 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 Almost always. Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes they break that rule or, you know, they do a universe where that rule doesn't exist. But that's kind of his guiding element is like, right. I'll push it far, but not too far. Yeah, I have to say, like, in Batman vs. Superman, even if, even if they don't specifically say that he killed people from some of the action that he does in there, I think he definitely kills some yeah. people. <laughs> sure, but there are, you know, that's in a lot of the movies. Like, you yeah. could even say that in 1989's version where he's just throwing right. people off roofs right. and stuff. Did but he the, throw people off roofs early on? Wasn't that his thing? I, I heard something about that. Well, and that's something that, like, in the comic books... It really wasn't, uh, you know, that moral right. He carried a gun. Yeah. I mean, the very earliest versions of the characters had a gun and purple gloves, and he was just a detective. Um, I also think it's interesting, and it's worth talking about, Batman was created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane, right? Uh, iconic duo. But I think more than any other duo out there, even, you know, Steve, um, Steve Ditko and Stan Lee, without... One of the two, in terms of uh, Bill Finger and Bob Kane, Batman would not exist. I mean, that was one of the most collaborative heroes of all time. Like, without Bill Finger, we wouldn't have the Batmobile. We wouldn't have the cape. Like, we wouldn't have a lot of the famous iconography that's a part of the character. Yeah, it's interesting that we're really kind of comparing between us four guys what elements make our Batman. We've talked a lot about the cowl. We've talked a lot about a sense of not killing, a sense of justice, maybe a young partner. Uh, A lot of that did come from Bill Finger, who was, of course, uh, uncredited for a really long time. He now sees restitutions, which is fantastic, but for a long time he was an uncredited uh, intern, essentially, in the process of creating Batman. Yeah, it took a long time for Bill Finger to get the respect he deserved, and I'm glad like we're finally there. Bat fans have known it for a long time, but the general public, they just see created by Bob Kane or based on characters by Bob Kane. Now we're seeing based on characters created by Bob Kane and Bill 
middle finger, which is really important, I think. That's good that they're finally giving credit where credit's due. Exactly. Yeah. And in terms of like defining the relationship between like artist and writer in the comic book universe, that's so collaborative and it's nice to see, you know, people actually getting what they deserve. It reminds me of chasing Amy. Like, are you just color oh, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you're not as important. You're as a well. tracer. Yeah, tracer. Yeah. No. Yeah. Your mom's a tracer. Yeah. Um, but eat this chocolate covered pretzel. Yeah, it takes it takes <laughs> it takes two to tango, not the yeah. chocolate pretzel. It's a schooner, um, and uh, it's just it's just good that like I guess when he was a contemporary, he wasn't getting a lot of the credit because he was an intern. No, and I mean it, we're talking literally in the last like five to ten years yeah. that he's They've gotten the respect. It, so it took deserves. that long. Oh, and yeah. it took a lot of his family. He's of course since passed without wow. him realizing yeah. that he would get any of these accolades. And that's again like this this character was created in the fucking thirties, man. And you think he's more relevant to ten year olds now than anyone else? Um, let's talk a little bit about Batman comics. Uh, over the course of the last almost a hundred years, there have been a lot of stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously you can't talk about every single one in a podcast, but I think there are a couple favorites or even if you haven't read them, but you've just seen the movies, you kind of know what stuff's based on. Do you guys have any favorite runs or favorite storylines in the comics? For me, um, you know, I never really read the comics, but I know there's really famous ones like the killing joke um, and there's been a lot of things based off of that, if I'm Which not mistaken. There's a huge background on the Joker, where yeah. he came from, written by Alan Moore, prolific comic book writer. Which, let's just say, the Joker is like probably the most iconic comic book villain yeah, of all time. Yeah, you think Batman, yeah. you think probably. Joker. Yeah. yeah, and I think of any villain, I think the Joker is the most well-known villain. You know, I can't think of any more iconic than him. Batman, you can make arguments with Superman or Spider-Man or whatever, but... The Joker, I think, is the most iconic villain. And that's pretty interesting, Mike. I almost wonder if we've seen an animated version of The Killing Joke came out a couple years ago that's from right. uh, Paul Dini, uh, who was the incredible writer behind uh, the animated series that we all watched growing up. Uh, I really wonder if that book in particular is going to be used for inspiration for the upcoming film Joker, which has just been announced oh, by Warner true. Brothers. It's their Joaquin first Phoenix. Elseworld. Joaquin Phoenix stars. Uh, who's the director? It's uh, the guy who did um, um, Scorsese's the Hangover movies. And it's um, um, initially Phillips, a yeah. big rumor. Thank you, Jacobs. It was Todd Phillips. It is actually his producing partner. Martin Scorsese not involved at all. Uh, it is a oh. woman who produced Wolf of Wall Street. Street is taking it over. Oh, so okay. Some uh, of that yeah, cred yeah. lost. <laughs> yeah, that's to add to the the animated uh, adaptation that they made. Uh, got some, you know, it was very controversial. Got got a lot of negative reviews yeah. um, because uh, some of the things that they added to that what that wasn't even in the original comic storyline. People didn't like it. No, right. weird Batgirl sex plot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very weird. I actually, I never checked that out because I heard about that, and to me, that's so not what the book was. Yeah, basically, yeah, the opening animation. of the, the animated movie, I've seen a little bit, I've seen like clips and stuff, I haven't seen the whole thing, but um, Batman and Batgirl have sex, then she like feels bad about it and beats up some bad guy, take it out on him, and then ends up getting you know, crippled and turned into Oracle. So Yeah. Ooh. Weird. But that was a weird turn uh, in terms of comics because originally Alan Moore had written that book as a, a one shoot. It wasn't yeah, meant to be right. the way the universe was shaped, but they let it sit. I mean, right. Batgirl was paralyzed and became the Oracle. I think it's interesting. You know, Batman is a character without superpowers living in a superpowered world. He has to, they live with real consequences. I mean, she's shot and paralyzed. Yeah. What other superhero has had that happen Very to them? True. And to lead into uh, one of my favorite storylines, even though I'm not a big comic guy, but I did also like the 
animated ad- adaptations of this is A Death in the Family. Love A Death um, in the Family. Yeah. I forgot a great one. Yeah, fill me in there. I haven't read it. What's, uh, what's Death in the Family? The Jason Todd right storyline of uh well joe could probably explain it better than me but yeah i'll give you a a basic rundown of a death in the family here so batman has his sidekick robin everyone knows robin originally robin was dick grayson who later would become nightwing uh his second robin was this kid named jason todd and jason todd was like a street rat who uh (laughs) was a little rough around the edges and, and had a tendency to like push it a little too far well one day He's kidnapped by the Joker and, and is beaten to death with a crowbar. Well, they actually had a voting contest, yeah, correct? Yeah, DC actually ran a, a you could phone in and and press one for him to live and two for him to die and wow. the fans voted to kill him. <laughs> die. Because he wasn't Thumbs down. very popular as, as Robin or um, they just wanted him to die. It was a big Reddit movement. <laughs> it, it was a push to get books selling again. I mean, you know, if that like, was made in the internet era, it would be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah if it was made in the internet era, it would have been a lot different. Um, I'll tell you, people saw him as a replacement to Dick Grayson. Right. Yeah, and people were not happy with that, so they they stood by it. They killed him, and he stayed dead for a very, very long time. Mm. Um, and then a, a Death in the Family, arc. A Death in the Family was about, essentially just about Batman dealing with the loss of a partner. Uh, there was A Death in the Family, which followed his actual killing from the Joker, who couldn't be arrested because he had like diplomatic immunity. Oh, perfect lethal weapon too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Like it was awesome. insane. Yeah, it was. Um, and then there was a lonely place of dying, which was the follow-up, which was just a depressed Batman, like a oh. Batman who had lost his partner and failed. And it was literally like Batman on the edge. But then eventually Sad man. Jason Todd does come back to life right As yeah under the red hood yeah that was another uh, great storyline where we saw hood almost like bucky for captain america returning right. as a villain turned reformed and hero we should also point out literally came out as we did in our captain america episode go back and listen uh they came out within months of each other yeah very similar time right did he use like the lazarus pit to come back yeah alive? that's exactly right he, that Rachel is how he Gould came back yeah. feels so guilty right. about what batman is going through he throws him in of and course becomes, jason todd goes insane he becomes a vigilante in his own right but has slightly different rules than batman where he's not has no qualms with killing people uh, but he operates as the red hood and he has a a red hood that hides his identity and this is kind of talking about the the bat family like red hood a character now that's existed for a handful of years oh and has his own spinoff comics red hood and the outlaws and he took the red hood moniker from (coughs) joker in a killing joke you see that he was first the red hood not joker Mm, so it's kind of a throwback to the man who killed him the only villain batman couldn't figure out who he was joker used to say before he finally revealed it was him all wow that's pretty cool actually yeah there's so much history with batman i mean there is like the stories we just told were about the second robin not even the first yeah, robin think right about that. right there's so many great legacy characters we've seen people take over the mantle of batman dick grayson the original robin eventually comes up and takes over it as well some of my favorite books were written by grant morrison and the duo of batman and robin is dick grayson as batman and damian wayne as robin right. bruce Wayne's really? son yeah He's the current robin who is is still the current Robin? That's um, so cool. Yeah, talk about fan Damian not Wade. favorite. Yeah, people hate it. Like, I like him in the uh, the animated movies that they made. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is that they just. Uh, not just like five years ago redid a death in the family and they killed Damian Wayne and people were shocked 
But they revealed that the idea was always to kill him off, and that's kind of why they introduced him. People were so upset, and they liked him so much, they brought him back, and he's still around yeah, today. Well, right. We should mention that he's the son of Bruce Wayne and Talia al Ghul. Talia al Ghul. Talia al Ghul. So he calls him beloved. Yeah. He's trained by the League of Shadows, right, for a little bit, and and that's why he's so good at, at fighting and stuff. And he's almost yeah. better than Batman in a way at, at, at martial arts and such. Oh, but yeah. Normies, if you're not a comic book fan and some of this is going over your head, just think about it this way. Jacob has not read any of these comic books. He knows this through cartoons and, and yeah. just absorbing stuff through the, the zeitgeist. So yeah, don't worry true. about being intimidated of the history of the comics. And, and there's so much backstory it's all out there in different mediums. You don't have to read the comics to understand this. Yeah, so when we're talking niche to normie, it feels like the normie stuff is, to me, the Christopher Nolan movies and the animated series. People have been reading the comics. Um, I do want to touch on a comic storyline that's going on now or just finished up, the Batman Metal stuff with the Batman who laughs. There's some very cool stuff. I was checking this out, actually, and it seems pretty rad. Okay, so I can say for sure, guys, that I just read this. Joe, this is Scott Snyder. He's one of your favorite writers on Batman. He gets to do his own huge, gigantic event that incorporates the entire Justice League, uh, Elseworlds, everything brought together, all wrapped around the Batman core. I thought it fucking sucked. Uh, I was not a fan. There are huge fans of it, and I think yeah. it's cool. I think the Batman Who Laughs is cool. I think all the weird Justice League variants of Batman are super cool. But it's you could you could never do anything with that. I mean, it's weird and gigantic, and it's such a mess. I just saw the artwork and like the way they brought in like the Batman Who Laughs and like all these different variants it of looks Batman. Cool. It looked cool to me. I, I, I watch a quick comics explained on it. I don't know, but maybe for but, hardcore fans. Can, but yeah, but can I ask that comic explanation? It is so heavy. Oh, you know, Hawkman's magic metal has been creating dark portals on the other side of the world that creates dark versions of ourselves who have come over to take over this side of the world. It's like, oh, what wow. the fuck? But they come over and they murk the Justice League. It's crazy. Yeah, a lot of people love it. It's just for me... It gets away from why I love Batman. And why grounded. I love Batman is that it is a grounded vigilante in a city. Like, He's a right. detective without powers facing off against madmen. That's true. I guess it gets a lot bigger than yeah. that original premise. It's like the friendly But there's nothing wrong Spider-Man. with that. And if you're if you're into that kind of stuff, there are tons of Justice League books. Tower of Babel is something you might love Ooh. if you're into uh, that kind of stuff. We should say that was remade into Justice League Doom, an awesome right. animated movie. Well, yeah, and I wanted to go back to what Joe was saying. If you're not a big comic book fan, if you don't like reading comics or you don't want to follow the convoluted storylines, check out all the DC animated movies. They've been doing it for like almost 20 years, I think, and most of them are like really good, actually. So, And all of that stuff's going to be available on the DC app that's coming out soon. Right, right, including Young Justice, our favorite. <laughs> Love Young Justice. Yeah, my, good rapper. My bottom line on it is kind of the niche to normie of Batman, quote-unquote, is that none of it exists. Batman mm. is normie. Who doesn't know Batman? Who doesn't yeah. know everything about Batman, Batman? I guess Bat exactly. Dad, the, the there's Viner, a Batman you know? for everyone. There's a Batman thing for everyone. Absolutely, Colin. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think he is universally accepted as the biggest superhero of 100%. all time. Well, I mean, even more so Superman than Superman. Superman or Spider. Superman's well, the first. But here's how I think about it: If you look at the CW shows, Superman has been featured in Supergirl. They have stopped them from featuring Batman on multiple occasions. They have stopped them from right. well, there is people who even are associated yeah. with Batman. And Gotham exists, Gotham, sure. Yeah. I hear I hear that. Young but Bruce Wayne. 
Well, you don't see Batman. Batman is too holy Wayne, to touch. Right? And Jacob, David Mazous is your favorite portrayal of uh, Bruce Wayne, the young man on Gotham. <laughs> yes, of <laughs> you, course. You constantly, obviously, bring that up. Um, <laughs> so some some other stuff on the comics that I'd like to talk about. Uh, Hush is a storyline that's kind of one of my favorites. You are a Jim Lee head, dude. This yeah, is I love Jim Lee. Book. Jim Lee. Uh, Jim Lee and Jeff Loeb, like like some of the best creators. But it has a lot of assumed knowledge to it i guess i would say where you're meeting batman at a time where if you pick up that book and that is the first batman book you read it it fills you in on his backstory the first couple pages are alfred explaining batman's backstory perfect opening Mm -hmm. uh it features almost his entire rogues gallery and gives you a history of them as well Uh, It features Nightwing and Robin and Jason Todd as a corpse. Like, you get to learn more about that. Right. It explains Batgirl going from Batgirl to Oracle. Oh, my God. I could not recommend Hush anymore in terms of a a introduction to the Batman character. Um, And I think it's also worth talking about a little bit of the the New 52 reboot of the universe, where we had Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo making these fantastic Batman books that really brought the character out of an edginess, I guess I would say. They made Batman fun again. If I could have a maybe controversial opinion, again, not a big comic guy, but I am a big fan of the New 52. A lot of the changes that... DC made with the New 52. Again, they made some animated movies based on the D- New 52 uni- universe. I like the costumes. I like Batman, you know. So I was a fan of New 52. Jacob, that's really interesting. The fans do not agree with you. I, I was know, about I know. It's to, a little controversial. <laughs> I was about to ask Joe to defend Jim Lee, your god, created the designs, the looks of all the characters for Jeff Johns, Justice Wonder League Woman number one, the debut of that. How do, how do you feel about Armored Batman? See, here's the thing. I don't care about the Justice League books. To me, that's not what Batman's about. Those are kind of weird offshoots. Like To me, I love the new 52 Batman because we introduced the Court of Owls. We introduced Bruce Wayne as the heart of Gotham, essentially. And we, in that, in those books, see kind of the legacy of being a Wayne and what it means that he is, his family is a, a household name in the city. You know, like the Court of Owls goes into a lot of a history of a city that doesn't exist. I get how that could be a little out there, but it's at its core just a story about like a young man trying to connect to his family that's gone and and right. do the right thing. And to tie it into the movies, you do get that a little bit in the Christopher Nolan Batman universe. Oh, yeah. yeah, you do see some of that. And the Court of Owls, I mean, it was the first time we saw new villains being introduced in a long time. Right. Cool. Oh, and they have lasted. I mean, a huge impact. Yeah, and they're great. And the Year Zero is another book written by. Um, oh, you mean the book that created Riddler in in people's minds? Yeah, and it made was him such a cool good book. again. Written by Scott Snyder, drawn by Greg Capullo. New Fifty Two run Year Zero. Couldn't recommend it anymore. It, it it's the first year, but you know, not really the first year. The first like kind of proto year of Bruce being Batman. Yeah. Well, I'll say it. I like the New Fifty Two. So comic book fans, suck it. well we've moved from the new 52 into rebirth have you guys checked out any of dc's rebirth well and this is obviously the big comic book that we have to talk about for this episode guys we just hit tom king's batman number 50 in batman rebirth it's the wedding of the bat and the cat that's right i hear this is big news even as someone who's not a comic book reader i've caught wind of this mike you would have to hear that it's big news 
It was such big news and such a disappointment. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I heard. Tom King had to hire security for death threats at Comic-Con. Wow. That's serious. Yeah, um, I've read it. I do not understand the hate. Um, in well, my opinion... It's the should we it's not spoilers the to the people? Like, what, what happened? Yeah, yeah. Why okay, so, so here's a spoiler. Um, people are upset because it is advertised as the wedding of the bat and the cat, and yep. they don't get married. Don, don, don. It's a runaway bride. Yeah, Catwoman leaves Batman at the altar. Um, that seems like within her character to do that, though. Yeah. Exactly, which is why I really don't understand why fans are upset. Also, yeah. the issue itself is fucking gorgeous. It is told through two letters one written from batman to catwoman one written from catwoman to batman we read both of these letters congruently and some of the most famous art teams in the comic world have single page stories of batman and catwoman together over top of it so it's it's kind of a weird issue i guess if if you're not familiar but it's very interesting and that whole run, in my opinion, has been great. Um, I, Joe, I got to disagree. I got to get you off here. Tom King, he's making a name of himself right now with his Mr. Miracle run. Uh, just to give you guys a little background on him, he's an ex-CIA interpreter. I mean, he's, he's, he's got the stuff. He's a smart guy. He's been a comic book writer for a long time. The popularity that he's getting now and what you're saying with that old Batman run that he just did, it's got a lot of stuff like... Batman and Superman switching costumes on date night to infiltrate, you know, a costume party and stuff. It's not even that. That's one of my favorite comic books of all time. I (laughs) I gotta disagree. So here's why I don't like things like that and why I'm not enjoying his Mr. Miracle run is the appeal just that he captures monotony or pedantry through gods. I mean, we just see people like literally there's an entire issue of Mr. Miracle of just them trying to feed a baby. Yeah, I mean, I like... People say it's groundbreaking. I like comics that connect me to characters. I mean, like, one of the things I think he's done so well, in particular, the date night issue, is my favorite issue of all time because it is an exploration of two best friends. It is Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent, who should not be friends, who are total opposites, but are best friends. And and, and it's just the two in their lives. talking about each other. I mean, like, and that issue, like, it's not even to infiltrate a party or shut down anything. They're literally just on a date. And the whole time, Catwoman is trying to convince Batman to just tell him they're getting married. And, like, just talk to your best friend. Like, just be open with your emotions. Wow. And it's so difficult for him to do that the whole issue is just kind of them dancing around the topic. But I think it's beautifully written. I mean, I, I get what you're saying in terms of, like, monotony and stuff like that, but I don't view it like that. To me, it's more just humanizing characters that we've seen for, you know, over 75 years. Like, if you want to read yeah, action-adventure like comics with Batman... There's plenty of them. Right now, I'm loving getting to see an emotional side to the character. Mike, as a non-comic book reader, you said wow to that. Does that sort of normalization pull you in to say, like, damn, that is relatable? Because, again, like Joe just said, I'm a guy who looks at that and says, well, why aren't they punching an alien? No, there's no punching. I mean, that whole issue is literally they're at a carnival. And Batman and Superman are arguing that Batman thinks if Superman threw a baseball, he could hit it. Really? That's the whole conversation. Yeah, I have. like things like that. I have to agree with you, Joe, because uh, it's nice um, to have a, a kind of an aside like that. But if you 
have too much of that, it's it, it can like you want it to get back to what it. Here's my. It is a lot of that. that. I would say that, but Here's there's my also deal of that. They they're having conversations, but in the background, a serial killer is killing people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like something. There needs to be an overarching of like, oh my god. Um, I hear you, but also there's detective comics going on right now that has more of that kind of stuff. So the Batman Perfect. book right now is way more emotional, way more cutting to the cores of the characters and how they relate. The Detective Comics has a lot more action. Uh, so if you're looking for action on the page, Detective Comics might be one of what you want to check out right now. But if you're looking to relate to a character, to see the study of like a lonely person and what happens when they find happiness, Tom King's Batman, I could not recommend it anymore. Well, that sounds really fun. Like, I would kind of lean into the Tom King stuff. I like the idea of humanizing Batman and, um, like, yeah, why is he not punching Killer Croc? I don't know, but that's a very fun... It sounds like a well-written scene from a film. Like, it's, like, a oh, very good character development just talking about why don't we tell him we can't. Like, I, I love that. They're drawn like stills, too, Mike. Absolutely. It is in my opinion, a perfect time for a new reader to jump in as well. Uh, issue 50 just happened. That gives you plenty to catch up on before you get to the current run. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of good backstory of some of the other Bat Family characters that I love so much that you can see before you get to the wedding. And now that she, she left him at the altar, I think we're going to be in a very interesting arc. Ooh. It is called Cold Days. And the premise uh, is that Batman beat the shit out of Dr. Er, Mr. Freeze Freeze, so bad that he made him confess to a crime that he didn't commit. Whoa. And Mr. Freeze is basically like, look, I fought Batman before. He was going to kill me. Like, I'm scared of Batman now. Wow. And I I really love that we're kind of exploring this, like, well, what happens when Batman is pushed over the edge? Like, and he's letting his life affect his role as a crime fighter. I just think that we're going to see some super exciting stuff. And Tom King. Take it back. That sounds fucking awesome. That does sound fucking awesome. Well, and the other hook of the series is that Dick is back in the bat suit Mm. because Bruce Wayne is on the jury for the case. Oh, my God. That's great. So you're getting Um, courtroom Bruce. Yeah. So Tom King's Batman, I couldn't recommend it any higherly. No, that's Hirely. not even cool. a word. Well, just real quick, just the last thoughts of this rebirth era, Joe, just to ask you, do you do the costume design, you know, it's a very unique costume. The purple the yellow, outline, that kind of thing. The yellow outline of the bat with the purple gloves and stuff in her mix. Do you like that look? What's your favorite look? My favorite look is Jim Lee's Hush Run or Bruce Timm's not the first animated series, but the second animated series where they got rid of the yellow and it was just very streamlined. I like a clean Batman, but I like, for me, the the movies, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit, they always have like an armored look to them or all black mm-hmm. and like covered up. For me, I love the idea of it's a guy in a cloth suit. It is a <laughs> yeah. man in a cloth suit against the world. You don't even like him having like some tactical uh, bulletproof plating just the cloth, no because to me West it says little... it says something that like he's putting his body on the line i mean like that's why i think the character is so inspiring and why people relate to him so much because you know you said superman is like oh what people want to be but to me it's more batman because he's like i don't have superpowers i'm still gonna put myself out there i'm still gonna do this batman is what you could be he's right the now best of our if you yeah, push there is nothing down. stopping you from being batman right now other than like he has mental Finances. illness and you yeah. might not yeah no i love that idea of batman as a character is someone who is in a world of supers not super but he just has a super strong will basically he pushes yeah. his body pushes his mind and that's what makes him interesting and 
you know, a lot of this gets explored also in the movies and stuff too. Yeah. So, and like with comics, I mean, it's tough. I will come to our final thoughts here in terms of them. But my final thought is that I could talk Batman comics with you guys until I am blue in the face. We could do this for 10 hours. Um, and we'll never run out of stuff to talk about because the character has been appearing nonstop since 1939. If you love the character from his appearances in movies and video games, but you're intimidated by comics, my message would be don't be. Dive in. Read any of the things we've recommended here um, or anything that just interests you. You'll catch up. Don't be afraid of it. Just dive in. In a world of binging, I think if you find a book that you like and you jump in there and it gets its hooks in you, you're going to just follow that rabbit hole, right? Yeah, and the DC app is uh, supposed to have a comic subscription attached as well. So you might be able to just get into this stuff right out the gate. So there are some smart business decisions being made on that end. I think so. Yeah. Um, My final thoughts, I don't know a lot about Batman through the comics. Um, I just like seeing weird versions of him when he's like in a trench coat or, you know, <laughs> the Elseworlds. Yeah, that stuff just seems fun. But uh, at his core, yeah, it's a man who pushed himself to become relevant in a world of supers, especially in the same world as Superman, who is the ultimate being more or less. So it's very fascinating. And yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a Batman fan and I want to check out more of these, especially the current run. Uh, my final thoughts on the Batman comics are I am remarkably proud that DC always seems to attach the top talent. You know, oh, maybe yeah. that's playing it safe, but if you look at it, they go, not Scott Snyder's the guy, Tom King's the guy. Uh, every time they try to reinterpret him, I can just imagine what those pitches are. They must go through a thousand writers. Oh, so okay. when they find someone and it really hits, <laughs> these recent runs have been hits. I mean, for a reason. And you got to love it. It's not bringing down the character. It's not overexposing him. It's just making him better and better. Kind of headlining a bit here. It makes me wish he was treated this way in other media, like the films and stuff. So I'd kind of like to see some more of that down the line. Well, you're obviously hinting at Batflex. So why don't we just dive right in to the movies? Movies. Welcome back, Bat Boys. So we've talked all about the comics and the origins. Now let's dive into what I think people are a little more familiar with, the movies, cartoons, and TV shows associated with the Batman. Uh, To get us going here, let's just do a quick tops or bottoms. Your favorite Batman and your favorite Joker. Well, real quick, I just want to say we've been doing this podcast for a minute now, Top or Bottoms, kind of a segment we've been doing on this. Mike... You've been doing the music on this show. We should point out fantastic yeah. music. I love well, thank it. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing it. Uh, I hope the listeners have been enjoying it as well. I gotta say, kind of thought there'd be a top or bottom song, so I'm gonna improv. Oh, we gotta get one. There. Oh, we gotta there do we go. one, right? So let's do one live. Do, 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 do. I'm a top. By can, the way. can I get a little background, Joe? Like that? Do 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 Let's hear it. Perfect. All right. So let's go, Joe. You were just saying. Mike, tops or bottoms? Yeah, tops or bottoms. Top Batman, bottom Batman, top Joker, bottom Joker. All right. Top Batman is 
Batman Beyond. Can I say that? Ooh, yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Answer. I love Terry McGinnis. Yeah. A great addition. Jacob brought the pop figure of Terry McGinnis right here. Got the Batman Beyond pop figure. Great theme right. song. Yeah. So top Batman, bottom Batman is uh, the one with the nipples. Michael Keaton? Oh. No. no. George Clooney. George, George Clooney had those. the bat nips. Because yeah. it's uh, number four in that original That's right. quadrilogy. Batman and Robin is what yeah, it's yeah, called. Yeah. Not Tim Burton, that is. No. Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. Yeah, yeah. Schumacher. Phantom of the Opera. His, uh, uh, St. Elmo's Fire, I believe. Yeah, classics. Yeah. You're absolutely right. He loves the camp. Yeah. Um, I like camp, too, but I mean... I'm not a Boy Scout like you. <laughs> but so just to point out to our listeners, you are saying not a Bruce Wayne as the top. No, I like Terry McGinnis. McGinnis. I love Terry McGinnis. I never really got super into the animated series, but I love the idea of an old Batman mentoring a younger, like, you know, you know, follower. Terry McGinnis is great to me because it's basically like, gee whiz, what if Batman was Spider-Man? I love that. <laughs> like, it is perfect. Yeah. yeah. A and little it's bit like, of Iron Man. I like the it. sci-fi yeah. aspect of it, being in the future and everything. There's like a that. cyborg ninja, which really hooked me, too. Oh, and there's so many good tie-ins to the mythos before. And there's the great animated movie, uh, Return of the oh, Joker. Yeah. Yep. Which is available on the DC app as well. Right. Which, of course, you got Old Man Batman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, that's yeah. great. Old Man Bruce Wayne, I oh, should yeah. say. Colin and I put together a pitch a long time ago for a Batman Beyond movie, way before the the DCEU was a thing. Still think that is ripe for adaptation. I think that's what they should do. Like scrap the Batfleck and just go to Batman Beyond. Yeah, <laughs> Clint Eastwood as old Bruce Wayne. Well, if the Joker oh, movie does well, Jacob. that's literally what uh, oh, David it? Bowie was our original yeah. pick, oh, but he was right. you know oh, still alive then. Work out <laughs> yeah, Eastwood um, might not. Last too much longer yeah. either. Oh, <laughs> way to fucking guy. bring it down, man. Well, speaking of the Joker movie, let me get my top and bottom on the Jokers. Obviously, for me, it's going to be Heath Ledger's Jokers number one, and Jared Leto is at the bottom. Mike, did you, you do don't Halloween like the Halloween costume? Squad? I never did a Joker <laughs> Halloween costume. No, no, no. Yeah. But I think Heath Ledger, he's just, you know, rest in peace. Unbeatable. But incredible, incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So those are my tops and bottoms. What was your bottom Joker? Bottom Joker is Jared Leto. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, well, your Jokers are the exact same as me. Um, top is Heath Ledger, bottom is Jared Leto. But okay, I also so say as a, defend that real quick, just yeah. the Jared Leto at the bottom. Why is he your least favorite? Yeah, why do you well, hate that Leto? Well, we haven't Leto? seen that much of him, but I'm already, like, from what we even saw in Suicide Squad, I was not he just into him at all. He just tires you out. So you don't like, like, the gangster... <laughs> to me, a good spin that they could save the Joker in that universe, because I do think they should save him. Here's what I would do. Make Jared Leto not the real Joker, but an imitator, basically. And the the real Joker could be so much more like scary and like and like a legit Joker. And then Jared Leto, and then something could happen to him in that universe. And then Jared Leto could be like someone who takes up the mantle of the Joker, mm. even though he's just before this he was just some gangster. Basically. So would you want to see them make like Joaquin Phoenix yeah. the original Joker? Yeah, I think that would yeah make a lot of sense. I mean, if that I don't know. I guess is that Joaquin Phoenix movie going to be in the same cinematic universe? Mm. Who knows? I mean, yeah. I think DC I is uh, pushing ground beyond what we've seen with the Marvel movies, where I think they're willing to kind of make Elseworld tales, right? Uh, right. One shots. Looser. In, in comics, smart. we see that all the yeah. time, right? Like there's uh, the Thrill Killer Batman, you know where. Instead of Bruce Wayne being the only survivor in the alleyway, Bruce Wayne dies in the alleyway. His dad becomes Batman. His mom becomes the Joker. No. You know, we've seen other twists on the character. Gotham by Gaslight, which is a uh, an animated movie now as well, but it's kind of a noir-esque uh, Jack the Ripper is the villain 
take on Batman. Right. I think that would be fun for DC to explore some of these weirder angles. Like clearly they're not landing on their their, you know, tentpole kind of storylines. Yeah. So Well, so about Jared Leto, I mean, I, here's how I think of the Joker like the Joker is should be a foil to Batman, right? So if you think about Jared Leto is supposed to be the foil to the Ben Affleck Batman, I don't really see it's that. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, insane to think about. <laughs> but so, Heath yeah, Ledger he, to Christian Bale is like Yeah, perfect. that's great. And the Heath Ledger, I think, is, I mean, he's got to be the top. But I also want to throw in an honorary mention. If I couldn't pick Heath Ledger, I would pick the Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, that's a really good joke. point. Such a good Joker. That's true. He that's that's really close to you could argue between Heath Ledger and Mark yeah, Hamill. Just the perfect voice. Like when I imagine the Joker speaking, I imagine Mark Hamill's voice. Wow. You know. Yeah, that's great. What about Batman's though? Top and bottom oh, Batman's. Yes. Batman's, I would have to say my favorite Batman, hmm, it's really close between uh Michael Keaton and Christian Bale. I think Christian Bale was the best Batman. Michael Keaton might have been the best Bruce Wayne. That's a great take, Jacob. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. And then my bottom would probably be Val Kilmer or George Clooney. One of those two. Mm, maybe George Clooney. I forgot that uh, he even did that. Yeah. <laughs> He's the bat nipples. Yeah, that's right. So that's he was why. your least favorite. He was my least favorite, exactly. But my, they had at least silver stuff. But actually, my film. true bottom is Bat Dad. Oh, wow. Bat Dad. Who <laughs> was a, a viner. Yeah. If you know about what vines are. Oh, of course. Uh, I'll go next. I'll tell you guys my tops. I'll hit Batman's first. I'll say Kevin Conroy, Batman animated series. The one true bat. The one true Batman. And Mark Hamill is his foil. Yeah. I mean, you said, Jacob, the perfect quote. When you read Joker comic books, you hear Mark Hamill's voice. When I read Batman comic books, when I see that little smirk that Bruce Wayne does, it's Kevin Conroy, baby. 110%. Uh, And, you know, you could argue, come on, Colin, stick to the movies. Guess what? Mask of the Phantasm, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it counts. Ah, ha, ha, it counts. God, I fucking remember seeing that uh, probably opening weekend. I mean, something you did not do a lot as a little kid. Oh, no, back but we were the there. Wide releases. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. oh, man. Um, in Bottom Batman, I guess I would have to go Val Kilmer as well. Um, you know, he's not as fun as the Adam West 60s Batman. He's not as goofy as the film deserves considering Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it as the George Clooney Batman. Right. Uh, instead, he's just the kind of yeah. pseudo-serious um, uh, getting analyzed by uh, Nicole Kidman's right. psychiatrist character the entire time. There's just the not George a lot Clooney, of fun. George Clooney Batman, he fits the movie that he's in, whereas Val Kilmer maybe doesn't. Right? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I would say that George Clooney plays better with uh, Chris O'Donnell, oh, the, yeah, yeah. the Dick Grayson character, uh, opposed to Val Kilmer, who, again, is kind of, oh, hello, young man. Do you want to move into my home with me? Uh, <laughs> Harvey, I'm Batman. Harvey! Harvey? Harvey? I'm Batman! <laughs> I mean, come on. It's still quotable. It's still well, great. Let me ask you this, Colin. Who, if, you couldn't, if you had to pick a live-action Batman for your top, who would that be? Oh, okay. That is a very interesting question. Um, so I think that uh, maybe, you know, I've got these rose-colored lenses on when it comes to Michael Keaton. I can admit, when I see him in the turtleneck or the, you know, as Bruce Wayne, oh, or the, uh, like, 
goofy latex rubber non-movable suit kind of just scowling at people yeah where he literally cannot move or turn like what am i defending there the past right it's the same people who would say that adam west is their batman yeah which adam west is a great batman kind of disappointed no one said him look i'll be honest with you ben affleck fucking kills it i think he's fucking great and that's a totally unexpected thing i think the movie he's in fucking sucks i do not like that he kills people i do not like that he just basically has like ptsd nightmares like the entire film and just like wakes up and like scared like my grandfather would what's that schneider yeah so uh, but you know look wise when he's doing the little smirk you know saying like don't believe everything you hear we got a lot of clowns in gotham city like jesus christ and when he's flipping around doing the combat scenes in the warehouse that's arkham batman you know, True. he's got an Arkham Batman-esque suit, a yeah. Frank Miller fat bat suit. Right. I love all that. Well, so. I'll jump in here. Yeah. Everyone has said great opinions, so I'm going to go with like some hot takes just to kind of like oh, even it out Let here me a nail out my Jokers real quick. Yeah, oh, jokers. that's right. Yeah, we yep. haven't done your Jokers. And I'll be super easy with this. This one I can defend. You know, not a product of its time. Best Joker, Jack Nicholson to me. People say that they want a gangster and that that's kind of what they were missing in Jared Little. We already had that. You know, he had Bob, the coolest henchman on the planet. He had Tommy guns. He had Tommy guns. He had cool hair. Uh, the coolest makeup effect I've ever seen. I don't know if you guys have ever seen an explanation for the latex pour that they do where he takes off the top layer of normal makeup to reveal the Joker makeup underneath. So smart. All practical. I mean, it's genius. It's insane. Uh, And worst Joker... I don't know if you guys remember the WB Kids. Uh, Michael Richardson, an African-American voice actor, portrays the psycho Joker with dreads who wears like a on the Batman wow. animated series. <laughs> Colin, you literally gave all of my exact <laughs> oh, answers. He is absolutely the worst Joker yeah. on the planet. He's they the only know. one that doesn't really own the yeah, role. It's goofy. It's insane. It's bohemian. I'll throw it over to you on that show. I hate it. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. Well, and just to follow up on that a little bit, that show, The Batman, was a, a lesser received animated series following Batman the Animated Series. Uh, the guys who made Jackie Chan Adventures, if you ever saw that oh, cartoon, okay. saw that. were the Same ones who did the animation for okay. it. Okay, um, But their take on the Joker was just kind of like, he had like big feet that were exposed and he wore... Uh, a, a straight jacket. A straight jacket that was open and like had dreadlocks and was kind of just like really weird and goofy. We really didn't flesh out the character like they did otherwise. Um, I think Ben Affleck is the bat, the best Batman in the worst Batman movies. Okay, um, yeah. His suit, in my opinion, is better than any other movie. It's the first one to actually capture the spirit of the character, which is just a man in a suit. Uh, it's gray and not black. Which I yeah. couldn't be more excited about. I have no idea why the movies just decided Batman had to be all black. Yeah, it's very um, ninja-like though. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I get you. Sure, you got to give the respect to the yellow belt. Always been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I always had the yellow belt. The character was never in a costume that was all black in the comics, though. So it was nice to see him finally in a gray suit. Uh, and I do think his portrayal of both Bruce Wayne and Batman is the best. He matches his energy in both of them. Uh, Christian Bale, I think, is the worst in a controversial mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. 
I think he's a good Batman, like but he's a shit Bruce Wayne. And if you can't do one, then well, you, then you're done. I don't think he's terrible as Bruce Wayne. He's not the best Bruce Wayne. He just doesn't put any energy into it. Really? Yeah. I would argue that flat. he does Bruce Wayne better than Batman. Wow. Because I don't like the voice. Wow. Yeah. And if you're arguing that, then that also hits my point. He's the worst because people... Okay. A voice isn't a character. And that's what he did with but Batman. But he does the voice to disguise his voice. Like, Ben Affleck has, like, a voice modulator thing that changes his yeah, voice. Yeah, I gotta say, I don't like that either. So yeah. what is the solution there? But the, the whole point is to, like, not, is to disguise your voice so that people don't know that you're Bruce No Wayne other or... superhero has ever been concerned with their voice. Peter Parker's not, like, <laughs> nope. changing his voice. Sure. <laughs> what if he did, and we've like, never, We've never accent. done that in the, the movies before. <laughs> Michael Keaton never did that. Yeah. Val Kilmer never did that. George Clooney never did that. Well, I will defend um, Christian Bale. Um, Do it with my dying breath. <laughs> yeah. Well, He's this no is Tom literally gunned I'm just giving my my yeah. hottest takes right now because no, everyone else has given yeah. the best opinions. Right. So rather than giving like serious, you know, answers, I'm just giving things. But that you think Christian Bale I, I would argue. doesn't succeed at both? Yeah. If you can't do both, then like you're not as good as the other ones who can. Um, like Adam West, you know, is uh-huh. <laughs> also just not seen as much of Ben Affleck as we have yeah, like Christian Bale. Very yeah. true. When people Especially talk as about Bruce Wayne, like oh, those scenes in Suicide Squad, though, <laughs> oh, they're so good. When people talk about like the Justice League or you know Batman versus Superman, like the highlight is Ben Affleck's Batman. When you, when I hear people's opinions about these things, they don't like the movies, but they do enjoy Ben Affleck's Batman. And I do yeah. think he does a good job. Yeah. And I hope we get to see more. And Matt Reeves is supposedly making a movie with him, so. Hopefully that all happens because I'd love to see a solo Batfleck movie. All right, but tell me best and worst Jokers. Uh, this is tough again because everyone has has hit their points. So the Heath Ledger Jack Nicholson debate is interesting. I'm on Team yeah. Jack Nicholson. Oh, really? A little closer to the comic book character. Some people have said, yeah. But performance wise, you do have to give it up to Heath Ledger. Obviously, the Academy Award winner. Oh, both yeah. of them were nominated. But like Colin, you asked the question to Mike. Like, did you ever do it for Halloween? I think that's a hilarious question because everyone yeah. and their mother did mm-hmm. it for Halloween. Oh, so much so that the Office even did a bit where two guys show up right. as yep. like, that Joker. Uh, I know people who did it like several years after the fact i know people whose kids now who are like six or seven do that version of the joker yeah. can you imagine which is great and it's a Jared huge Lito you know, joker no. for halloween uh, um, if somebody walked up to me with like dentistry rubber gloves like on shirtless on with forehead. a bunch of tattoos out i would lose my honestly mind. i i said that's my least favorite joker but i'm kind of okay with his look it's just he's not oh, used really? well he's so, not used well so here's what i'm gonna say i'm not gonna say he's the best because i can't say that in good faith even in a hot take but Jared Leto's Joker is not as bad as people think it is. Yeah. Uh, when and he's shooting that gold AK-47 laughing in a tuxedo, he looks fucking incredible. Well, and also Joker physically is not the end-all be-all to Batman. I mean, like, it makes sense to me that he would be sort of a trashy guy who makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. that Joker makes me uncomfortable. He's saying weird sex stuff about Harley Quinn. Ugh. He's unstable. He's shooting people. He has uncomfortable tattoos. Like he, he makes people uncomfortable. And I think that's what the Joker should do more Just than anything. Silhouette evokes. Yeah, I gotta that say, I, I, I liked his performance. All right. In suicide squad. Um, I'm not a fan of his look at all. To me, he's just hot topic Joker. Yeah. Like, but that's what uh, Joker would be now. Is it, I think kind it, of the to me point. it's like some some fucking marketing executives like going like oh he should have 
like a smile tattoo on his hand or like just the tattoo choices are just like very cringy to me like yeah but the joker should make you cringe is my argument to that Maybe. and also i love the idea that like his teeth have been replaced because batman's beating the shit out of him oh, that is a cool if your teeth are gone nice. yeah i'll That's put cool. gold teeth in i think in my opinion joker's not my favorite batman villain um I, there are other villains that i like more other villains that i think are better equals to him so i like that this joker is a guy who just makes me uncomfortable uh who i don't take seriously and that's kind of my undoing if that makes sense like he looks like someone you would underestimate and i think that's kind of what the joker as a character wants you to do underestimate him definitely definitely wants that we should mention as well uh we talked a little bit about tim burton's career with these films he did have a pitch for a third one before being thrown off batman triumphant which would have featured harley quinn and scarecrow as the bad guys a scarecrow induced fear uh toxin vision would have had jack nicholson return as the joker and yeah there were a lot of elements of that that batman triumphant that would have been fantastic to see but again mentioned it before the studio after Batman Returns was just like, man, you're too, you're <laughs> too dark. Back. Dial it back. You did too much. <laughs> it was um, in the wrong time because if if that was you know now everything that's what the way they're trying oh, to start. Yeah, that's what it would have been. Want. It would have been kind perfect. of before his time in a way. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And you know, also there was the failed pitch for the Superman movie. It would have been the first shared universe in right. terms of superhero Nicolas stuff. Cage, Superman. Yep, would have been all way ahead of the curve. Yeah, people were playing with these ideas way earlier than they ended up coming to fruition. Um, That being said, uh, we talked about favorite Batmans and Jokers. How about favorite Batman movies? There's been a lot of them. You know, let's just hit it. There are a lot of them. Here's how I kind of want to do this. Joe, will you just hit us with the list of animated series, the full movies that there have been? We'll go around. We'll say our favorite. Hit a defense to us, guys. Let us know. We'll kind of debate it out and talk about it. Why is this the best Batman material? Okay, I'm going to skip some stuff that was less successful and just kind of give you the biggest of the big. The earliest that I think it's worth starting is 66. Adam West, Batman, The Batman Movie, 1966, as well as the TV show. You have that. Um, Batman the Animated Series, The Batman which is another cartoon that was pretty big. Uh, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. In the movies, you have Batman 89, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Then you have a little bit of a break. We reboot with the Nolan universe. Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Then we had a little bit of a break. Now we have Batman vs. Superman, Justice League. Um, you also have a little bit. Of yeah, he's in one squad. scene of Suicide Squad. You also have the Lego Batman movie. Oh, true. Um, oh, yeah. Which is, I think, the best Batman movie of all well, time. <laughs> um, and I th- Batman Beyond. I think that's all that's really yeah, worth I think hitting. That's the big ones in terms. Yeah, if you don't of, talk about every media. single DC. Yeah, every yeah. single DC animated movie, yeah, which is yeah, impossible yeah. to hit. There's the yeah. Dark Knight Returns, which is an adaptation of the Frank Miller book. Right. Beware uh, the Batman. Yeah, the weird Be- animated series. Beware the Batman was one season. That's why I didn't note it. Um, like there's a there's a lot out there. Basically, since he appeared in 1939, he has been all over other media forms, even radio dramas. There are podcasts out there. There there's one called uh, No Man's Land, which is literally just a radio drama of that comic book storyline put Damn. out. Wow, that's crazy. All right, well, uh, if I can jump in then and say, out of all the media, um, I do love um, The Dark Knight with. The Heath Ledger Joker. You're talking the middle one. The middle one. Of the trilogy. Of the Empire Strikes Back trilogy. Yeah, Yeah, the the Empire Strikes Back. The masterpiece, The Dark Knight. 
the masterpiece, the um, which is ten years old. Can you guys believe that? Wow, I, I think most that. people or most normies would say that's the best Batman. Are movie. you calling me a normie, dude? <laughs> no, because I agree with. When you. it comes to Batman, I kind of am though. I never read the comics. I saw the yeah. cartoon and stuff. I wasn't that, but I just that Heath Ledger Joker. Um, rest in peace, Heath Ledger. It was just insane. Two Face, and that's just Come the best. On. And I, also, I'm a I think huge that's fan just Eric Two Face does a not get enough oh, yeah, he's credit love because the Joker is so good that people forget how overshadows was well used he is throughout Leaving the aside Batman, I think that's the best movie that Batman has ever been in as a movie. And Jacob, that is exactly how I feel. The Dark Knight is the best movie to ever yeah. feature Batman. The Lego Batman movie is the best Batman. I mean, people oh, are saying it should have been, you know, nominated for Oscars and all. It that absolutely stuff. should have. Oh, it's yeah. one of the best yeah. crime thrillers of the last twenty years. Yeah. One of the highest grossing films of all time. And that kind of touches not on like fully the detective side, but it's a crime thriller. It's way more in line with those elements. However, I don't think it's the best Batman movie because there are kind of typical Batman things that are missing from it. But it's the best movie that has Batman in Joe, it. Joe, would you say it's yeah. kind of inspired by any significant comic book storylines? The only one I can think of is maybe Jeff Loeb, Tim Sales, The Long, the long Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, exactly, that's the only thing I would kind of say. a murder element throughout. Well, and there's also, like, literally Harvey Dent being accused of being Batman is another element of The Long Halloween. Mm. Um... I would say the long Halloween. I would say the killing joke as well. Just kind of taking inspiration of the Joker could be anyone being a twisted, you know, no background makes sense. Yeah. And a couple notes on things I enjoy about that is like Heath Ledger directed those ransom films that he makes. Those are some of the most uncomfortable things ever. And for him to be able to keep character when the building didn't blow up, like he, was, oh, yeah. he hits the button, which is great. so funny, and he just stays in he character and fucks with it. Another scene that he improvises, amazing, like clapping in the yeah. in the suit, yeah, yeah. yeah. In so, the police station. Yeah, Heath Ledger elevates that film to become the best movie with Batman in it, as Joe put it. Absolutely. Um, without well, that, maybe it's not uh, to those heights for I me. I agree, well, and just as a movie, it's it's great. Um, yeah, Wally yeah. Fister. I yeah, mean, at the time, the it was the cinematography. Wally Fister. Oh, it's just uh, you know, it was the Nolan most um, used IMAX footage at the time. Oh, that's I mean, right. It was shot right. on. I remember buying tickets to go see I Am Legend at midnight. Not because I gave a Why? shit about I Am Legend, <laughs> but because if you went at midnight in an IMAX theater, you got to see the first eight minutes of The Dark Knight. Oh, with the Joker yeah. robbery scene. It was scene. the robbery scene. Amazing. Oh, yeah. And I saw it twice in theaters. What a great, and they set you up with the Joker's philosophy right there. Like, he mm-hmm. doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. What and doesn't kill you makes you stranger. Yeah. Right. And another great quote from that movie is, uh, you know, you either live long enough to yeah, so mean. You know that that quote. <laughs> yeah, you either That's die a hero what, or live what, long what enough to one? see yourself yeah, become the villain. That's kind of what all you know, Batman is all about. Well, exactly, That's what you're all about. <laughs> um, and you know, that's a great metaphor for Two Face in that movie. Oh, yeah. Again, I think that is without a doubt the There's best movie featuring Batman. Not necessarily the best. Batman And then Joe, movie. let's throw back to you then, because you said your favorite, the best Batman movie is Lego Batman. Let's uh, defend that. Um, if you've never seen the Lego Batman, I've not. Movie, oh, I recommend it. Guys. You are missing out that movie is about how lonely batman is oh wow at its core it is about a man who cannot get over the tragedy of his past the lego's looking for a missing piece yeah Uh. exactly and and i i think it might be the only batman movie that's brought me to tears wow that's actually Uh, really i mean it is incredibly moving and if you're a fan of batman features every villain ever wow even ones as silly as killer moth or condiment king 
all of them are in there. Right. The Justice League is in there. I mean, it explores what the character is. And I think Tom King is doing this in his books right now, which is what happens when Batman can't fight crime anymore. Like Tom King with the wedding is kind of asking like, can Batman be Batman if he's happy? And, you know, the Lego Batman movie kind of explores like, oh, if Batman can't fight crime because all of the villains turn themselves in, then what is he? What is Batman without crime? Yeah. A philanthropist, you know. That's pretty interesting. I, I have not seen it. I want to check it I out. I could not recommend it anymore. Will Arnett, a fantastic Batman. Right. Yeah. He's also great in Ninja Turtles, which we'll talk about oh, next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, it, it also features the Justice League cast. And, yeah, and supporting Justice League. Characters. You get uh, to see I mean, characters you'll never see again yeah. In, yeah. In, in in movies. In like, other form of media. Yeah, and like costumes that you'll never see. Like the Alfred puts on the 1966 Batman costume at one point. Oh, wow. It is so great. Like there's, there's a, a terrible moment where Batman tells Alfred he means nothing to him. And oh, it's like, wow. it's just so heartbreaking. And like you... I mean, even kids, like, because clearly it's a kids movie. It's a Lego movie. Yeah. Like, they can relate to the the loneliness that Batman feels and, like, how hard it can be to, like, express emotion, which I think, you know, a lot of Batman, like, thematically deals with, like, toxic masculinity and, like, dealing with asking questions of yourself emotionally that, like, yep. you're not comfortable with. I just think that movie, even for a kids movie, cuts to the core of the character better than any other movie out there that's a fantastic Definitely sell on that i want to watch that, that out yeah. if it's on netflix or something i'm gonna check it's it out. on hbo it is so on you HBO. can find it hbo okay. joe i think you just put into words what i was kind of turning sour on batman just by saying toxic masculinity obviously i've heard that term before thought about it blah blah blah. but in context of batman that is so interesting that i almost kind of look at him as so what you're the alpha male so what you can do all these things blah, blah, blah. smartest yeah, but it's sad toughest. in a way it's almost interesting that yeah. you're saying he can rise above it in a way yeah there's a there's a beauty to that character it. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, he's a tortured soul. Like, I think recent books and recent movies have kind of approached that in a different way. As a human. Yeah, and the Lego movie, as as weird as it is that a Lego Batman movie figure. handles this, I think they approach the core of the character better than even the Dark Knight. You know, it ended up not making as much as Warner Brothers wanted uh, as far as gross. Obviously, they're moving forward with Lego Movie 2. I would hope to have seen a Lego Justice League or a Lego Superman post that. that cool, but, yeah. you know, bummer. Who knows? But, boy, and my other, more like, people check it out. Honorable mention would be Batman the Animated Series. That was groundbreaking for the time. I think we've been underselling the yeah, Animated I mean, Series, it, really. It oh. won 16 Emmys in its time. Paul Dini's writer's bible for that show is in my opinion required reading for anyone who wants to write for the screen bruce tim one of the greatest artists of all time yeah i mean it is uh, really unbeatable in terms of the animated side of things and they've made some killer animated movies i would put uh batman the animated series above it yeah all. the phantasm is yeah, great mentioned before mask of the phantasm yeah, yeah, a even uh sub-zero is another great sub-zero is fun yeah so, Jacob and Colin, we haven't gotten your favorite films yet, though. We've been talking a lot here. I would love to go next. I'll tell you, it's I'm flipping a coin over here between Phantasm. A Harvey Dent style. Exactly. <laughs> between Phantasm and Returns. Wow, uh, that's Phantasm, really great. I'll tell you guys, one of the things that I take away from it, again, I apologize. I know it is animated. But when that girl takes off that outfit and she's just wearing that sleek black bodysuit and has a fucking I knew you were going to go hands, there. Red hair. She is yeah. so fucking hot. It's insane. They give you the old um, Metroid. Yeah, we're yeah, sucking for redheads. It's incredible. Uh, and you're totally right. She, she does pull the Metroid. Um, but it's not. It's got to be Batman Returns. 
Batman Returns, mm. you know, so here's a couple core elements of Batman Returns. If you guys recall the film, if it's been a minute since you've yep. seen it. Uh, that opening scene at the circus it's a where Christmas movie. Uh, it's one. Thank you. It's a fucking Christmas movie. Um, is incredible. The opening scene where the carnival is sort of you know under attack in the town square, you know by by clowns and stuff. Yep. There's violence there in that Batman blows someone up. There's a lot of defenses now. People say, why is Ben Affleck the worst Batman? You know, so what? He shoots cars or whatever. The, in Batman Returns, he blows that clown up. I don't know. Right? I don't know. It's like, a lot campier when you watch it. The way that that film plays more with it is it's, it is a cartoon. It's Looney Tunes. You know, that guy's not blowing up. He's just going to get smoke all over him. The yeah, physics okay, yeah. aren't the right. same as modernality or yeah. rationality or realism. You know, it doesn't have that take. Catwoman I eats love a that bird. Part of it. <laughs> Catwoman eats a bird. Uh, you know, Danny DeVito grew up in the sewers raised by clowns. It makes yeah. no sense. They're going right. to steal firstborn children. It has everything. Who would cast uh, uh, the scariest person on the planet uh, what's his name Danny DeVito no I'm blacking out right now <laughs> who would cast Christopher Walken as an original character Max Shriek who just uh, Tim Burton went on to say I did it because he terrifies me the, yeah, same the bad businessman yeah, exactly yeah. You know, he's just a horrifying character mm-hmm. uh, it has everything I just well, love it that scene at the end with Catwoman where she pulls her outfit off and Batman pulls his off and you know Max Shriek says lives. Bruce Wayne what are you doing in that Batman <laughs> outfit I mean it is like the he greatest scene of all time exactly <laughs> yeah. Joe you know, the wow. first Batman film, they started shooting before they had the third act written. Mm. The third act of Batman Returns, it takes place underground. He's flying the Batwing in. It's Things really beautiful. Things are blowing up. Yeah. There's the gigantic, you know, yellow duck that Penguin's going in. Oh, yeah. It has everything. It is such a cool set piece. But then to end up so intimate like that is Gorgeous! I love that film. Well, it also includes one of the first like teases ever, where you know Catwoman quote unquote dies at the end of that movie, mm. but the last thing we see is her cat ears perk up at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And I'll I'll be honest with you guys, Michelle Pfeiffer. Look, uh, I've kind of always said that you know my sexual taste, sexual awakening. Well, I would say that you know my types were always like Elvira or Miss Piggy. But look, <laughs> I think and she's the when perfect I say, blend. When I say Miss Piggy, what I mean is her. Her. She yeah. is a blonde woman who is mean and gorgeous and has gumption. I mean, it is. She is that that's outfit. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah, it's Colin. Yeah. I don't know. I love it. Um, I love her. It's an incredible. It's perfect. She's great yeah. in that, yeah. With all Michael the stitches Keaton, on her suit. On. I have the to first say, shot like, of Michael Keaton sitting in his chair and he just looks up and oh, sees the Oh, with the, the mirrors sign. that it's rotate to put the... Mm-hmm. He's Sorry, literally just waiting. And that's like the most... Again, that cuts to the character really well. He's who gives a shit about being Bruce Wayne? I'm sitting in a chair waiting to be Batman. I'm just waiting yeah. for the signal. This is what I do. And I have to say, like that is probably that's my favorite of the Tim Burton ones, and or of the early, basically the first four, I will say. Um, and uh, it, as a kid, like I said earlier, it legitimately gave me nightmares. Oh, and it was just terrifying, and I was like, yeah. That movie was supposed to introduce uh, Robin for the first time too. Yeah. Damon, mm. Damian Wayne. Mm. Mm. Or no, no, that's not right. No, Damian Wayne's Marlon Wayne. Marlon Wayne. Entire subplot cut not out Damian through Wayne. budgeting. <laughs> yeah, oh. Marlon Wayne's was supposed to play Dick Grayson as wow. a uh, um, a, a mechanic. mechanic. Yeah, interesting. Okay, instead of the flying Grayson. Yeah, who like works it out yeah. that Bruce Wayne is Batman by bringing in the Batmobile to the shop essentially. Uh, okay, okay, okay. But it was all cut. But the first. Um, the action figure that ended up being the basis for the animated series action figure was the Damian Wayne or the uh, Marlon Wayne's Batman Returns oh, figure. Wow. 
It's just got so much iconic imagery. I mean, when you guys think about the, it, the umbrellas, the umbrellas. Yeah. Can you see the cat clock in your mind of that department oh, store oh, that yeah. just blows up? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's oh, so much God. there. Or her crazy little pink apartment that she just starts yeah, spray painting and back stabbing in things. I mean, it's got everything. Yeah, it, it's it's very over the top, but it's so iconic. It is. It yeah. is. But that over the top comic book Danny DeVito with a big nose back in there. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Oh, you know, amazing. Running for mayor. I've watched that one. He's Trump. Think about it that way, guys. Oh, he's 100. Yeah. I mean, look at if you yeah. look at it through that lens right now. Trump grew up in a sewer with Carnival Freaks. That's, That's true. Yeah, I watched that one the least, but I think it deserves a rewatch because it does have like all these images are coming back to my mind from when I was eight years old. Oh, it's oh, fantastic, yeah. Mike. Yeah. I promise you, next Christmas, better than Die Hard, better than Lethal Weapon. Gremlins is my Christmas better movie. Better than Gremlins. Gremlins is Batman my Christmas movie. Returns. But Batman Returns. Returns. But that's Batman. what I'm ro- putting on rotation next time. Jacob, what's your favorite um, Batman? Well, my answer is kind of boring. It's the same as you, Dark yeah, Knight. Fine, I though mean, we want to hear it. I don't know how you can say that a, any other movie is better than The Dark Knight, but um, <laughs> well, well, let me ask it, you it guys with this. your taste, right? Yeah. Best Gotham. I mean, that's Chicago. By Rises, it goes to Pittsburgh, but I mean, the Chicago right. in Dark Knight looks fucking incredible. Sure, it, it, it looks like Chicago. I honestly like the Gotham in the original The Dark Knight um, with Scarecrow. Like it, when everything's that's foggy. a better take on that's Gotham a really fun Gotham because well, Gotham Go- is a character then at least with the narrows and, begins, and all of that. You guys are yeah, Gotham is a good Chicago um, too. analog to Chicago. Whereas if Metropolis was New York, then Gotham would be like uh, Chicago. You know, Gotham is in New Jersey, confirmed in the comics. Oh, interesting. By the way. Really, really. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, I have to say. Well, I did want to bring up Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I know it's Joe's opinion on this movie. Um, I will defend this movie if anyone wants to um, bash Contest it. you? And then I will... You think it caps off the trilogy well? <laughs> you're waiting well? for someone to bash it? <laughs> um, no, I know, I know your opinions on this movie. I don't know about... Uh, I think it's it's underrated. I think um, people gave it a lot of shit because it's not The Dark Knight. Because nothing could to ever top up. The Dark Knight. Sure. Uh, I'll go ahead and bash it then. You want me yeah, to bash it? We'll, we'll end like the movie it. section here with Break a little bash. Break that movie's back over your knee, please. Um, yeah. I'll, but let me defend Well, hold it. on, Joe. That's your least favorite over BVS or over... It is a movie that ruined Christopher Nolan as a filmmaker mm. and Batman as a character. Wow. Uh, it proved that Christopher Nolan is not as good as I had hoped or as I thought. Um, Cracking the armor? By, well, just yeah. making like a, a basic plot that... that people saw from the first trailer and they had to swear up and down in interviews that no, 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 she's not Talia Ghul. She's it's this other like character. Star Trek into yeah, and it was like, okay, but we're telling you, we know it and your movie's not as smart as it is, uh, or as you think it is. Um, cinematography drops tenfold. Um, I mean, Tom Hardy's Bane is a good performance, but again, it is just a, a bastardization of the character. It's no what? better than what they do in Batman verse or Batman and Robin, where it's, you just take a character like that and make him yeah. a, a say, goon. It's not, mm, oh, I'm not done. I'm not. Well, let me, <laughs> okay, let me bring up Bane real quick because I have to disagree. Um, he, maybe he's, he's not very comic um, uh, faithful, 
but I think it's a good take on the character. I don't oh, think he's I just think he's a goon. Fine. He's meme I mean, worthy. He's, well, they he just take a good point. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's he's not a goon. He's a, he's a really smart guy. He absolutely I mean, is a goon. He's a goon. Italia Ghoul at the end. He didn't make yeah, up this plot. He didn't pull any of no, the but he's strings behind. Goon. He's still second in command to her. It's not like he's just some okay, guy. so the big bad he's that we're following the whole movie is the second in command. Well, that's just like Mortal Kombat. Goro's way tougher than Shang Tsung. Yeah, but when when Bane broke Batman's back. Vader a goon because he's second in command. Yes, yes. The and then in the last movie he, you know, rebels against him and gets redemption. Uh, absolutely, Jacob. Wow, this is uh, a, look, finally a debate. You better not say anything <laughs> against Tom Hardy or his performance as Bane. I'm not saying anything against Tom we Hardy. Well, he's fine. Can I just bring up a different point though? Okay. If we're talking worst villain, it's got to be Arnold, right? No, he's the best villain. Get out of here. He makes the most puns per capita. Uh, no. Ta- Mike, Ta- Talia Ghul is the worst villain. I am villain. the biggest Arnold fan on the planet. I'm the biggest and pun it fan. it embarrasses me that he made that movie. <laughs> cool body. Let's kick some ice. <laughs> Every time Cute. I see him say, oh, chill out. Uh, so many ice puns. Oh, it's my favorite. Um, it's so cool. I have to say, Dark Knight Rises, I like it better than Batman Begins. It's. I would say it's the second best of Ooh, Christopher I would challenge you to rewatch those, though. Mm. I mean, when was the last time you saw Batman Begins? I gotta say, I don't think there's a weak chink in the armor. I think it's all perfect. No, Dark Knight Rises is a great self-contained trilogy. That opening sequence on the plane is so fucking good. Is it? I think it is. It's Christopher shot so Nolan well. to this day says it's the most impressive and important thing he's shot. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. For you. It's not as good as the bank scene <laughs> in Dark Knight. I which, like, so. again, oh, if you like, course, it, yeah, if like you, it, I know you shouldn't compare the two, but if you're going to open your movie no, each time with an introduction of the villain, you're begging for it to be compared. Also, just like they did with uh, the Dark Knight, you could follow viral marketing and and get to see those first eight minutes early it's the same runtime. they were begging for us to make the comparison if you want me to make sure. the comparison I mean, yeah, one's I like way better than the others they're both iconic um, um yeah i don't know i could talk about it all day i think yeah, that movie is really do you like dark knight rises i i I think it's fine. I don't like Colin, you think it's fine now. When we saw yeah, that movie, you I, yeah, hated yeah. that movie. That's a real Star Wars Force Awakens effect for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like, I, I hated it, and now they're like, it's fine. <laughs> no, I rewatched it. I rewatched it like six months ago, and I was yeah. like, wow, this movie is terrible. Oh, still. Uh, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman is really bad. Her. And <laughs> the script is really bad. Oh, here's what the I think. Okay. clean slate operative. Yeah, that's Like, it's rough. all really here's what bad. I think. People that don't like that movie generally... Um, you generally seem to be comic fans of Batman. So sure. it goes so I'm also, far outside of what Batman is in the comics that maybe if you're not yeah. a comic fan, you might like it more. Yeah, it's it's definitely the worst Batman movie, but I would also argue that it's just a bad movie. If when you make a movie that's going to have a big twist at the end and you release one trailer and everyone tells you what the twist is, then you failed. Well, I didn't know. Again, I think that's if you're a comic book reader, maybe you knew she was Talia Ghul. If you're not, you don't know who Talia Ghul is. Yeah, I mean, right. I think if you have like more than four brain cells, it was obvious <laughs> well, that she was hiding something. I like any movie that yeah. brings Liam Neeson back. I guess. <laughs> that's true. And we get a yeah. sweet setup for Robin when Joseph Gordon-Levitt that's going nowhere. Yeah, I think which really was some of the worst name. writing I've oh, ever heard. Like oh, that's a pretty name. You should use it, Robin. Teehee, get it? Yeah, no, it's, I, it's I've just, heard it's, that. that. That script is is really bad, too. Yeah. And to come from it's The Dark Knight, which was a really great script. is. I just had to disagree with all that. but That's fair. That's you know, your, that's your people right. People have different opinions. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's anyway, right. so let's move on from the movies. Final thought here. Dark Knight Rises is trash. Let's move Tom into the, the video alive. games. That's right. This is, uh... Let's do it. Video games. 
So we've talked about what it's like to read Batman, what it's like to watch Batman. Let's talk a little bit about what it's like to become Batman, the video games. Yeah, that's right. You know, what's it? The step into the cape to wear the cowl, yeah, to grab the gadgets it. and get in there, right? Anyone have a favorite Batman game off the top, top of your head that you played? Oh, there's been a million killer ones. The Super uh, Nintendo Batman Returns. That was very such a good video. I've given so much of my love to that film. I mean, it plays directly like it, but. Guys, what game are we going to be talking about the most today? We're going to be talking to about the Arkham Trilogy. Yeah, yeah. basically. Let's, be right. Let's just dive right into it. Guinness World Record, most yeah. popular, successful comic book game series. Is that period. true? Really? Mm-hmm. It's the most successful game Superman series. Superman 64. Besides that. <laughs> oh, nice. Sick reference. Yeah, sick Jacob, reference. Jacob, what do you like about it? What's your favorite in the trilogy? I've only played... You keep calling it a trilogy. There are four, four games. There's four of them, yeah. There's yes. Well, we'll City, talk about Origins, that. Different no. studios. Let's, let's do that first, right? So what, what do we have in the Arkham series, right? Asylum is the one I've played most, and it's probably my favorite i have not played oh. city or origins but i have played night a little bit and i do like night um night is great for its huge open world and everything asylum is just you know it's great great story he's just you know he's it's locked perfect. in the arkham asylum forward. yeah it doesn't need all the open world stuff it's it just, plays very much like an, an arc you would read you're yeah. seeing all of his villains you're trapped in the asylum Absolutely. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, guys, and what? Mark Hamill's Joker? Kevin Conroy's Conroy, Batman? Yeah. It's exactly I mean, guys, what you'd it's want. it's happening. Yeah. That's As a kid, true. It's happening. We're back, baby. <laughs> you're in the best universe that you remember. Yeah. And because you're in Arkham Asylum, you do get all those villains. You get, you know... Poison Killer Ivy. Croc. In Kill- yeah, later games. Them. Yeah. No, Killer Croc's in Asylum. Poison Ivy's in Scarecrow. Asylum. There's those great Scarecrow yeah. bits where you're like in a Scarecrow nightmare and you're trying yeah, to slap like Very well done. You, as you're walking through the lightning cracks and you're not Batman anymore, you're little baby Bruce right. Wayne. Like, there are a lot of really emotional moments in there that are pretty great. Yeah, that's true. These these games are like insane in the combat, the traversal. Like, you got the grappling hook. You can, and even all the, the bat gadgets. The AI will freak out as. As you're taking out enemies in stealth, the AI will act more erratic oh, because yeah. they don't know what's going on. Where's yeah, there? You're yeah, spooking them. Drop and in look, on people. You know, that's Splinter it's, Cell. We've seen those mechanics yeah. before. But the fight mechanics that you mentioned, Mike, yeah. it invented those. The counter strikes, oh, yeah. you that's know, the combos. Now. Incredible. Assassin's and, I mean, Creed by Tough that. that. Yeah, to do that as Batman, I mean, that's what it's all about. Like, you feel like you're Batman. You, yeah. know? you punch a guy, he bounces down into the concrete right. and up back into your fist. Yeah. You are that strong in your badass armored suit. I mean, you walk through this game hoping to see the designs of the other characters. When am I going to bump into Joker? When am I going to see Clayface? I want to see how this world does it. And they do it perfectly. Yeah, which was, I think, one of the most exciting elements. The one thing I will say is that Arkham Asylum drops the ball in the ending where you get the... Uh, venomized oh, the worst Joker, where oh, he's the strong juiced clowns, up right? on the, the wants... Bane serum. Yeah, but the first game was critiqued for boss fights. You yeah, fight the boss fights were the biggest that are all gigantic right. monsters. The that Bane fight is pretty good, right? Yeah, oh, but you it's do the, the dodge same into the wall. Bane. Yeah, it's the same exact wall. Classic Toro fight. Yeah, yeah, it's annoying. But I mean, if you maybe they're, the boss fights aren't their strength, but everything else feels like Batman, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the whole For series, sure. I really cannot hit enough how much I loved it. Um, Mike, have you played through these? Uh, I've only played some demos and stuff, and I've watched playthroughs of them because they're so popular, and I want to see like cutscenes are so gorgeous. Yeah, I'm like, oh, what is uh, you know, oh, what is when Deathstroke comes to fight Batman? What does that look like? You know, I, I'm I'm fascinated by that stuff, uh, Poison Ivy and everything. So. Um, 
I think they look gorgeous. I've played the demos, so like the combat's very good, but you know, I have not beaten them or anything. But you guys have, I'm assuming, played most of them. Jacob played two of them. How about you yeah. guys? Joe, we've played all of them together, except I skipped out on Origins. So you will be the master here as the guy who cleaned them all out. Yeah, uh, I have played and beaten all of them. But if I had to say my favorite, it would be Arkham City. You know, it's the perfect sequel. It lands it like a lot of things Open don't. World you know, expands from yeah. an asylum oh, to a city. Right? You have that yeah. straightforward, perfect narrative storytelling of the first film and all of a sudden you're in an open world where who cares about whatever the joker's doing again because of course it's another fucking joker plot i can stop because deadshot's got a mystery on the side of the road and all of a sudden i'm tracking down bullets through buildings i or mean hush. that's incredible or hush I mean, come on i mean colin i think you're right like the second one the open world introduction the the side missions uh, you play as Catwoman for a minute like it really introduces oh, DLC a lot. yeah they had so those. fun um, more gadgets more open world more skins to download all of a sudden Robin's called in to help him on a couple exactly missions. the one thing that I will say is that Arkham Knight I don't really care for the story as much. But Nightwing as a playable character, Robin as a playable character, Catwoman as a playable character, they really expand Babs? that universe so much. Uh, Babs is Oracle at that point, mm, which wow. is another thing that I think is wow, worth talking about is that these movies hit, or I'm sorry, these, these games. video games that feel like movies hit so many elements from the comics. I mean, you're seeing Asriel, you're seeing Bane, well, Deadshot, Deathstroke. opens up with uh, the death of Joker, right? And he's, oh, he's yeah. putting him in yeah. the like, so incinerator. And this also the Jason Todd is no. a big character. Like, you see everything. Right. That's what's interesting about this. If you look at um, Asylum to City, it's like your Smash Brothers 64 to Melee. Like, the prototype is Asylum, and then City is the alpha, right? Perfect. Absolutely, it. yeah. Yeah, and you can add these other characters, these other gameplay elements, and you can be the Batman you want to be. You want to do a side mission, great. You want to play as Robin, we have that too. And Catwoman, that's pretty awesome. And the fun thing about these comic book games is they give you the skins, right? Like, when you play oh, a Spider-Man game, you can be whatever Spider-Man you want. You can be any Batman. What's your favorite skin in these series that they've included? And is there any that you wish they put in that they did not? Uh, for me, they hit them all. I mean, I I like the original design, like the the one that they put in. Uh, I think it was in the game. Yeah, cool it's that it was. So gritty, it was so armored, gritty. sure, but it was gray and blue and black. Like it hit all of the Flating notes that I so wanted. Good. Yeah, I love the symbol. All of it was good. Uh, Batman Beyond is a skin, oh, which is that's incredible. Um, the animated series is a skin, which is incredible. Do they give you Adam West? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, Adam oh, West. Yeah, I mean, like, if you name it, it's out there. That's awesome. That's yeah. so great. You want to talk about watching cinematic playthroughs on YouTube? Put on an Adam West version of it. You're going to be laughing your ass. Yeah. Right, just to see him, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, in that outfit, but, like, brutalizing people. Oh, that's, yeah. It's, it's really make it real. And I would say the, the niche stuff in the video games is a lot of the, like, Riddler puzzles. Yeah. I mean, have you gone through all of those? No, impossible. Oh, yeah, I heard about very, these. Very, very involved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also in in Asylum, they started with this kind of like you could scan an area and like find, you know, like get achievements for unlocking codes and stuff like that. And they were all based on, you know, like deep Batman mythos dives. Like Bane's teddy bear from when he was a kid in the prison is hidden in the basement of Arkham. And like if yeah. you scan it, you get an award. I heard there's weird, uh, like they go really deep with the lore. Like there's a, a, you see in one of the games, the Ra's al Ghul's body with a toe tag on it. Absolutely. And then you go back sure. later and the body's gone. Of and course. then in the next game you see Ra's al Ghul. Because he's I mean, immortal, it, right? It really 
covers its ground. How about in city visiting Calendar Man on holidays? Yep. If you do it every oh, holiday, yes. you unlock achievement. And like, I think it's worth noting, you know, because we're not going to get too deep into the comic or into the the video games here, but. A game that I'm super excited for coming out, Spider-Man PS4, would not exist without the Arkham series. Oh, yeah. That combat, obviously we're getting these detective visions, you know, that a lot of these games are choosing to. The The gadgets, cool narratives. Which is just his detective. Oh, come on. (laughs) Um, And the the combat of Witcher is definitely derived a lot from uh, Arkham Arkham games as well. Those Lord of the Rings games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It feels like a lot of things were kind of toying around with this, like style of combat early mm-hmm. on. Like even those PS1 Spider-Man games. And they said, oh, yeah. this is it. They were Spider-Man 2, the Mad movie Max. adaptation, is basically oh, yeah. Arkham City, but Spider-Man is true. Yeah, Very yeah. similar combat. Yeah. But they finally like really nailed it down. It's where it's, it's some of the highest praise is the combat of these games. And it sucks that the boss fights are not some of the best stuff but then they get better though it's got a couple other lows though can we talk about an arkham knight they throw in the batmobile this is something that people wanted terrible mechanics though almost unusable yeah Yeah, it was very and you need to do it for a lot of missions well yeah for missions but to get around the city you don't necessarily because you can just swing around as sure yeah i never really you're the joker in the joker's version of it and you have to get out of a building before it explodes and you're like why am i ramming a wall yeah it's very difficult Wow, so the, the driving mechanics were not good. The driving mechanics were it's terrible. It's funny because, yeah. like, GTA is a big open world game, but even their driving mechanics suck. Yeah. Well, and like, but somebody's got to get it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, it exists. You're asking a for a lot, for, you know. For, car, for driving. Speaking of oh. driving, let me get real quick, guys. What's your favorite Batmobile, then? Not the Tumblr. I like the classic Mr. Freeze era with the three wings out the back and the jet engine. Oh, yeah, oh my God. I, I like the that. returns splits. The coolest thing about it, it goes mm. through that hallway. Why would he ever need that coolest toy on the planet? Okay. Batman yep. the Animated Series. Mm. Okay. Sleek. Doesn't like have that. bats all over it. It's not too big. It's discreet. Not yeah. garish. I like the bat jet or whatever. The bat, the bat wing. The bat wing. Different bat planes. And it's bat not a car. <laughs> is that, is Ooh, that the one? The bat, <laughs> specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah, any of them. I just... Uh, the, actually, I really like the motorcycle that has the wheels that spin. The oh, bat man. cycle. You know, I made fun of the Tumblr. That's fucking sick. The bat the pod. Bat is pod the is the coolest awesome. thing yeah, that's ever been invented. Drives up the wall, yeah, spins yeah. around. Yeah, obviously. People sick. clapped the first time exactly. that that happened. I like the Tumblr, too. I'll defend the Tumblr. But it's such a film innovation the Tumblr's terrible. The Bat Pod was such a film innovation. Why aren't we pushing the limit with things like that? When you see the new Batmobile in these the films... The Nightcrawler from Justice League? Yeah, oh, I mean, they are. I They're just doing right. it in a different big down way. X-Men yeah. not suing them. Yeah. The, or the, or the Flying Fox, which is the battle carrier that they, uh, that they use in Justice League. Yeah. 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 I didn't mind the Nightcrawler. It was kind of cool. It had, like, little legs and kind of crawls. I don't really care about but any of that, to be honest. You, what would Batman <laughs> use that for? To get around, like... You know, to fight aliens, which is what Batman does all the time. He fights aliens. He's like, like at that point, he seems like a Spider-Man villain. Exactly. Like he's like a maniac. Yeah. Nothing is more satisfying. Like the Spider-Slayer robot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing is more satisfying than gliding around the city as Batman, though. Like, I'm hoping that web With swinging as Spider-Man oh, okay. has the same feel, where it's like, oh, man, I'm fucking Batman right now. You oh, know what you I mean? hit that turbo. And yeah, and you just, you like, fly. shoot up. Oh. It's oh, so beautiful. The new beautiful. Spider-Man does have a lot of similarities with the combat and stuff, too. With the combat, the skins, the gadgets, They're all of kind it. of defining, like, the verb set that you use to make a superhero game. It's an Arkham these. game. And not yeah. even, I would say, not even just a, a superhero game, but just a property. I mean, I think Arkham is the benchmark for normie gamers. Mm. Like, yeah, you need to make a Batman. game that's at least as good as Arkham. That's true, because it People gives you... 
the combat feels good. The story is enough. It goes deep. And like, yeah, a lot of normies who don't like I, I'm not a big Batman guy, and I'm sure a lot of other people aren't into the comics. But they, a lot of people played Arkham. Yeah, and that's what makes the comics not niche. If those storylines are in these games and, and you're popular. unwillingly playing them, you know it. You know the whole. And they might of get Batman. their hook in you. They might exactly. get who, who's Killer Croc, and you're going to go on a deep dive and learn about that character. It's great. Which is exactly, I mean, to, to lead into the final thoughts here. Yeah. That's what Jacob said when we were talking about the comics and he knew so much because he had seen it in animated movies and cartoon the video games are doing the same thing now i mean it's all bringing batman to a a forefront so do we want to jump uh go ahead and wrap this up get our final thoughts on batman as a whole on the dark knight the dark knight let's fire up the uh bad engines and jacob what are we heading into now final thoughts So we've talked all about reading Batman, being Batman, watching Batman, all things Bat-related. Coming into our final thoughts here, let's just go around the table and wrap it up real quick. What does Batman mean to you? What do you think of Batman? Mike, let's start with you. All right, well, if I'm going first, I think Batman is an interesting character. He is uh, a man with conflicting emotions. He hates criminals because his parents died, but he is just a man. He has no superpowers, so he uses his resources and his willpower to push his body beyond what would be considered normal human limits, and that is very fascinating. And it's more about his mental um, grappling with things, you know, like his grappling with losing his parents and his place in the world. Uh, and his responsibility to Gotham, the city itself. So how do I be Bruce Wayne and be responsible for the city, protect my country, basically? Like, he's a king almost. He's the king of Gotham. And how do I take care of Gotham amidst all these threats while also being Batman? It's really fascinating. He's spanned all the media, video games, cartoons, comics, movies. Somehow he's transfixed our imagination as um, a culture. And I just want to see more from it. And it's it's one of those things, the modern myths. Batman is our new Achilles or something. Let me hear the one when he fights the Joker, Dad. Let me hear the one when he fights, you know. Yeah. That's it. Modern myths, and he's one of the strongest ones we have. Yeah. Um, For my final thought, I just want to say, um, I think Batman is an interesting character, and uh, I'm kind of conflicted about him because I do love him as a character. Um, But I kind of like the darker side of him, and it's interesting because, like, for instance, if Batman was a real person, I wouldn't agree with him, and I would say, "Mm, I don't think what he's doing is right. But... Because he is kind of like a psycho, you know. He's like this vigilante who th- who always thinks he's right. He's he works outside of the law. He has no oversight, um, and he can just has free reign to do whatever he wants. And so, if that was a real life scenario, I wouldn't agree with him because he'd just be some rich guy, you know, vigilante. But as a character, I think that's really interesting because he's not a perfect hero. You know, he's 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 an, he's sort of an anti-hero. He's in complex. A way. Yeah, he's complex, and I like I like when he's in media that kind of leans into the darker side and explores that not as so far as like, like after Frank Miller, after, you know, um, his kind of his, his things, it got a little too much where like in the nineties and people were like, well, we got to top that. And it got darker and darker almost to like a crazy level. Oh, but the Joker had like a hand in nine eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> um, but I do like things that explores the kind of like 
messed up side of his psyche. So that's my final thought. He's a rich guy with a fetish for bats. It's yeah. the joke, right? <laughs> Colin? Jacob, I think it's really interesting that you said, would you agree with the idea of Batman in a real world? That's a very interesting way to put it. Um, I don't think that's why I'm so turned off to him. I think I'm the person here who definitely is the most recently. Just as a character, I don't see the specialness in being the solo human being. Mm. That's chosen one syndrome. We're seeing a ton of that through all uh, sorts okay. of media right now. Uh, every time I see the Justice League together and they're taking orders from a guy who's just dressed up like a bat, meanwhile, some of them can turn around time or, you know, they're demigods. God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it makes you chuckle. I understand that that is his superpower at the end of the day, leadership, strategy, uh, things like that. But, uh, you know, it's it's just it's it's weird to pull back from the ideas, the characters that have spawned off him, like you're saying, like Daredevil, you know, or the Frank Miller-esque characters or somebody so extreme like the comedian or Rorschach, you know, and something like that. It's easy to look at them and be like, yeah, that is crazy. Batman is crazy. Because obviously they, they spawn from right. a lot of the fascist yeah, idea of what Batman is to, to, to extremity. But that's true. not who Batman is. Bruce Wayne is a good man. He's trying to do good. Like Joe said today, he is stunted. I mean, he is, talk about repressed, he is up, stuck. Yeah. He is a messed up man. At the end of the day, he, he believes that he has the right answer and he's and authority and justice to do it so you it's, know if it's he was a real person he would probably be a libertarian um, oh yeah sure <laughs> okay sure and yeah. he's a multi-millionaire so yeah. sure absolutely so he can just do whatever he wants i don't necessarily agree with that you know. it's hard it's a hard balance um but the fact of the matter is is that he perseveres he is the most popular character of all time oh, because he is a normal guy that you can look up to and i i do want to act more like batman in my real life so at the end of the day i Especially can't say i don't account. like him yeah yeah but exactly also, to add on like for, for instance the fact that like the idea that he could beat superman because he could out strategy him and that that's the argument every time i don't know about that i mean he's superman right yeah, but Superman's garbage. Um, we don't have such a weak will then, Jacob. But in terms of his power, like Superman could easily defeat Batman. Yeah. Let's be real. But that's Tower of Babel and you know. But we've already seen that movie. Everybody's done. Luckily, their mothers have the same name. <laughs> Joe, well, you're the one who got us on this journey. You're, you, this is one of your babies, Spider-Man and Batman, right? Yeah. So just to wrap it up here, final thoughts. Um, superheroes are the new American gods. That's right. Uh, they are our version of Greek mythology, and Batman is just a regular man who's hoisted up there with him. I think that's important. I think the character, if you're four years old and you like punching bad guys, if you're in your 50s and you're worried about what your place is in the world and, and where you're going to go after you retire, there's something for everyone in between those two scopes for Batman as a character. He asks tough questions of readers who want to dive into the mythology and, and the mental aspects of the character, but he's also one of the most inspiring out there. I mean, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten, my older brother told me one time, you know, like, what would Batman do? Just think what Batman would do. Something I think of all the time, at the bottom line, is he's just a, a man who uses everything he has to, to be better and to elevate himself. And I think there's something inspiring about that, something that people relate to, which is why he's one of the most popular characters of all time. Uh, I've loved talking all about him with you guys. Could talk about him all day, 
from the movies to the comics to the video games and everything in between. Um, one little recommendation before we get out of here, Batman uh, White Knight. If you haven't read that, it's a look at the character uh, and his relationship with the Joker that you might be interested in. Uh, it's kind of like what would happen if the Joker got reformed. Uh, so I think that's something that, you know, if you're a longtime reader or just a casual viewer. identity in that one as well, right? Yeah, it's it's a very interesting read. Um, and whether you've been a fan of the character forever or you're just trying to get into it, it's uh, kind of an Elseworld book. So it's a good place to jump into the character and kind of explore some of these de- deeper themes that we've talked about. But with that, I think it's time to go ahead and get out of here, head back to the Batcave and relax a little bit. I've been Joe. Bam, pal. This is Colin. This is Mike. Fuck Batman. This is Jacob, (laughs) a.k.a. Robin. Um, that's it, right? Yeah, do, 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 Here's something for your brain. Like Here's something for your brain post-credits, Normies. Uh, remember that Batman is responsible for every murder Joker ever does because he won't kill him. Oh, no. Yeah, so think about that. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. We've come a long way from the Prime Minister's exploding cake. Or have we? <laughs>